0: on.
1: Okay. Back for another.
0: I know. <laughs> Here we are, guys. Come- <laughs> yes. Welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. Uh, I'm Kristen. I'm Ashley. And, you know, I'm proud of us. We're getting this episode to you on time.
1: <laughs> we are.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to record in like two parts today, but hey, we're, we're doing what we got to do to get it to you guys before the new we episode are. airs because this was like... A pivotal episode – well, it better have been a pivotal episode.
1: Yeah, it better have been. Uh-huh.
0: It feels like it is a pivotal episode for next episode. Yeah. So, yeah, it better be or I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to somebody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're 10 episodes in now.
0: Yeah. Like, now we're ready. The time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we are ready. So – yeah. So, anyways, um, I just want you guys to know too. This is just goofy, but I have gone through seven of these pens since we started this season of the podcast.
1: <laughs> oh wow! Well, my notebook—I finished my notebook this week. my
0: Did you? Mine is—I yep. probably have one more week of okay. bo- of both shows yeah. before um before I'm gonna need another notebook. But yeah, I mean, these are like kind of nice like gel pens. So I think they already just kind of run out a little sooner because they're Mm -hmm. like that nice flowy ink. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this is my eighth one I just started. I had to throw the other one out while I was taking notes for this episode. Wow. (laughs) It's like, holy, holy moly. That's a lot of writing. So, and then we got, oh my gosh, we got some of this sweet, we got a bunch of messages this week. We did. Like, oh my gosh, you guys are just so awesome. And it was so sweet because we actually got, I've been, chatting back and forth with, um, a very sweet listener named Marta from Italy and, uh-huh. and sh- we've been sending like voice memos chatting back and forth. So it's been really fun. Um, and yeah, so it's just really mind blowing that still that we just have listeners all over the world who like want to talk to us and want to be friends with us. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> um, crazy. yeah. So, Thank you to each of you guys who have reached out. I think as we're recording this, it's Monday morning. Um, I think I've replied to anybody who's reached out so far. So because we we really do our best to do that because we love hearing from you guys. So mm-hmm. and then I'll read these once we finish recording. But I, we do have a couple of fan theories and things that came in this week okay. um, that are very interesting. So I want to give those some highlighted shout outs. And I just wanted to also, before we dive in, say thank you to... Kalena and Moran, like all your snacks that you've sent, have been like sustaining me this last week. <laughs> I've been eating like Bomba and those gummy chews and all this stuff, like while I'm either watching DZs and taking notes or, um, or whatever. But I've just I've been blowing through those snacks, so thank you guys for for feeding my um my DZ snack time uh, watching. Um, I think that was, those are all the things I wanted to mention up front. Oh, and I started another DZ, like, I have time for that crap, but, you know, who needs sleep, right? But everyone's, I'm, like, working, my, trying to work my way back through Karem's backlist, so, and Turkflick has has here, uh Arkandan Gelijek, I think is how you say it. Okay. And it's only 20 episodes, so I feel like, all right. Oh, yeah, that,
1: that's doable. That's
0: doable. Like, I can just watch that here and there and... It'll probably still take me like a month versus like a week like it normally would. But
1: (laughs) yeah, I started – well, I already forgot what it's called. But the – it's a new show Mm -hmm. and I didn't even finish the first episode, I don't think.
0: Is it the Call Your Agent show? Yes. uh Uh-huh. From – because Julia suggested that. She did. And mm -hmm. it's a
1: lot of fun. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it so far. I'm maybe half an hour, 45, an hour in – To the first episode. Same. So Mm -hmm. I'm obviously behind. But I it's funny because I'll go through waves, I think, because of the podcast Mm -hmm. where I'm a little more apt to watch something that's not a DZ necessarily or Uh read. Because, you know, watching intensively and taking notes is work. Right. (laughs) In a sense. Absolutely. Whereas just watching a show and not having to take notes, it can kind of be just for pleasure, yes. Um, not that we don't enjoy this, but you get you right
0: what I mean, yes. It's so. yeah, we do this because it's pleasurable, we record the podcast because we like it, but it is more work, like right. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, but lately I've been actually in the mood to, in my like off podcast time, to actually watch DZs and not something in English where I don't have to read subtitles, yeah. <laughs> so I'm because like I, I'm still not caught up. I have the the season finale of Dek that I still have to watch. Okay. Um, and I've been wanting to get back into SBA too, and I just yes, like you do you do need too, to get into that. I do, I do, <laughs> but you know it's also like not high on the priority list right now. <laughs> right. So yeah, but I eventually someday when I have time again, then <laughs> I'll get back into. <laughs> Yeah.
0: No, I that are just for watching. <laughs> I totally understand. Well, yeah, like and I mean I've started, gosh, if I counted how many DZs I've actually started but haven't like finished yet, hmm. um, that's like a whole that's like a whole other thing. Cause I also started, um oh my gosh, and now I can't think of the name, even though I have a folder of it saved on my computer. But Miriam had suggested a DZ that's like her favorite favorite DZ in the world um or maybe if it's not like it's close because she highly suggested it and I think she's rewatched it like several several times Mm. it's called um Hayat Sharkasa I think that's how you say it um and it's got the lead actress from Kuzgun oh okay in it and whose name I can't think of I'm so sorry um I but I started I started that and it's got the guy who – he's got curly hair in Immortals. He was in Immortals with Kareem and he's just a cutie. Like he's adorable. But anyways, I started that and it's so, so good. But that one's going to be one I just like watch, you know, maybe like at night when I'm like – laying down to go to bed like and that one's like a ton of episodes so i definitely won't be able to binge it while we're like doing the podcast because otherwise we'll you guys won't get podcast episodes anymore right (laughs) but it's really really good too so i've got two dz's that are just kind of like my fun downtime like don't have to take notes just kind of enjoy it to enjoy it um Mm -hmm. so yeah my reading's been suffering i haven't picked up a book in like a week so Oh, wow. I know. I I know, I know. well, so. it's hard
1: to make that choice. Honestly. It
0: is. <laughs> and and you know, for a long time, reading is what won. Like, mm-hmm. I read so many books last year, and this year, I haven't even read by this time last year, I had read way more books than I have at this point this year, right. and but it's just been a weird year, obviously, you guys know that. So, um, yeah, I just feel like, for whatever reason, reading hasn't been winning lately. And so I've just been like mindlessly watching DZs.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) When I have the time and it's been nice. So Um, anyways, all that to be said, you guys, um, let's start talking about this very intensely angst-filled, frustration-inducing, beautiful episode. (laughs) It's the best way I can think of to describe it. Yeah. So, um, basically, uh, we open up just like we did last week where, uh, Edda has accepted Serkan's apology and, you know, in the form of his terrarium. So she shows up at the office and, you know, we have the whole exchange. You came, I came, are you going to stay? I'm staying. Do you promise? I promise. And, you know he whips that ring out that he's clearly been carrying around with him puts it back on her finger they're having like a nice little moment and then ferry and Celine walk in and burst the little bubble
1: yeah so you know they've just barely reunited and Celine and Ferry uh yeah they kind of ruin everything and to me the most pivotal part of this whole scene was how Clearly disappointed Serkan and Eda both were. And you can see it written all over their faces. They're uh-huh. looking at each other. They're looking at Celine and Ferit because it means that this whole thing is going to be over in a week. Yep. Just as they've gotten everything back uh, – like started up again.
0: Yes. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, you notice – um, I actually wrote Karem, let's go of Edda, <laughs> not Serkan. Um, Serkan when because he is holding Edda's hand, like and he actually had held it tighter when they walked in, like gripped it tighter. He yeah. lets go after they dropped that bomb, which I feel like Edda took as, you know, he's extremely upset because it ruins his chances with Celine. Right. Whereas I took it as he's disappointed because now it means he literally has a countdown clock left on his time with Edda. Like. Yep. But of course. You know. And I think that's what his whole look of disappointment has to do with. Because. You know. I mean. Yeah. I know he's also concerned about just getting Farid out. Because he just doesn't trust the guy. Right. Um, But obviously it's super clear that. Because Edda's got this like stricken look on her face. Serkan looks stressed and upset. And they're both clearly upset. Because it means their time is ending with the other person. Without. And. They're going to run out of time, reasons to spend together if they don't just start telling each other how they really feel, which clearly neither one of them is willing to do at this point. Right. So there's, you know, it's just, it's so excruciating and frustrating to watch because you're like, oh my gosh, you both are disappointed for the exact same reasons and you don't even realize it. You each think she thinks he's disappointed because he's still in love with Celine, which hurts her even more. Like it's, oh man. That's like what this whole episode is, is like me just wanting to yank my hair out, but in the best and worst ways.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's all that – yeah, that's basically the entire episode is them both being disappointed, them both clearly having feelings for the other one, but not being able to really communicate that in a clear way, and then they're just misunderstanding each other over and over and over again. Yep. So we get a little flashback about uh, the conversation that Celine and Ferit had between the two of them the night before because we kind of saw that they were going to have a talk and we saw the end result in the previous episode, but we didn't actually see what they talked about. So this was really interesting, and I their whole relationship is just really interesting to me because Ferit knows that she's still in love with Serkan and. She basically is like, you're such a great guy, and I do – she tells him that she loves him, but – (laughs) <laughs> it's just – and and even Farid, he's like, a person can't go against feelings sometimes. If it mm-hmm. were in my hands, I wouldn't love you. And I'm like, you can go against your feelings. Yes, you can. And maybe that's what you should do because if you guys get married, you're going to be absolutely miserable at yep. some point in time. Yes. Because just because he loves her – And she thinks he's amazing and blah, blah, blah. That does not... Getting married isn't going to fix anything in the relationship. It's not going to erase her feelings for Serkan. Right. It's just this whole kind of weird dynamic where I understand what their logic is. Right. And he's Ferdy is thinking that his love for her is going to be enough. Right. And she's thinking that... The fact that they're suited or whatever will be enough for their relationship. Mm -hmm. But I just wholeheartedly disagree with their whole philosophy on getting married to each other.
0: Oh, I'm with you. And do you realize this is the very first time in 10 episodes that she's ever uttered the words that she loves him out Mm -hmm. loud? Yep. Every other time when he tries to bring it up, she's just like, why are you fighting this? Why do you keep bringing this up? Why don't you trust me? Why don't you this? She doesn't actually say, yes, I do love you. Like She
1: non-answers like sercon
0: Yes. Yeah. So I was actually really surprised that she was like, well, you know, I love you, right? Like, you know, just the unspoken part there was not as much as I love sercon Right. And it just kills me because I, I'm like, do you actually love sercon though? Because for – from all we know of your history, he mm. was not a good boyfriend to you. Like, right. And I, I love me some Serkan, don't get me wrong, but clearly he has a lot of things to work and grow through that he's just kind of starting to scratch the surface on with Edda because she draws that out in him. Right. But Celine clearly didn't. And nothing against Celine in that no, sense. No, it's
1: just that their relationship wasn't like that. And right. She says that to Purtle. She – it's like this is something that comes up over and over mm-hmm. again. We even see it in this episode when she and Eda are talking, and yep. she's like, "Well, he never told me any of this." Yep. So, what? Why would you even want to go back to a relationship like that? I don't and know. And not that, that I, not that she should marry Ferit because she doesn't love him as much as he loves her, right? But maybe. Celine just needs to take a little Celine time
0: yes i <laughs> completely support that because yeah like she needs to just she needs to not just try to replace the sercon shaped hole in her heart right. she needs to like allow that to heal and yeah. see what is
1: a is a rebound
0: yes absolutely and he deserves better yeah. and you know i there's a lot of things i don't like about Celine. i've made that very clear but she's not just a cut and dry villain she's just she's right. a hurt she's a hurt person who's made some poor decisions because of that right but she's not unredeemable because she hasn't really done anything that terrible right other than the way she's treating her poor fiance of course but right yeah so it's like you just need some you time to realize what you actually deserve and set some standards for yourself like why are you you'd be settling for sercon it, like
1: She would be settling for either one of them. Either one of point. them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Farid will treat her great, yes. which is the perk of, you know, if she does go through with this marriage, he will be really sweet to her and he'll treat her really well. But
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: still selling yourself short. Yeah. If yep. you don't love him as much as he loves you.
0: Yeah. So... so. Anyway. All that yeah. All that that's why we have to that's why we have to record in two parts today, you guys. We have to record before and after Ashley's meeting. Are this is we
1: always what ends up happening with these shows? We're like analyzing their psychology.
0: Like, oh my gosh. Oh, so I know we're like we're like barely five minutes into the actual episode. So, you know. <laughs> this whole time we kind of touched on Ada's watching Sercon's every expression. She's getting yes. more and more the wrong idea, clearly. Yeah. You know, and she even kind of steps in to speak for him when he's kind of being short and blunt. And, you know, she tells Ferit and Celine, you know, oh, Sercon congratulates you in his own way. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of tense. Everyone sort of filters out back to work where just Sercon and Ada are left in the room. Yeah, And – You know, he's clearly frustrated. He's like rubbing his temples. He's kind of watching her from the corner of his eye. She is doing the same thing. And she finally asks him, are you okay?" Mm -hmm. And he says, no, but all you care about is the contract anyways, right? Mm. And she's like, wait, wait, why are you saying that? And he says, because in a week, everything will be over. So that's why I'm saying it. From the very beginning, as all this started, that's all you've been talking about, counting down to the end of this contract. So it ends soon. It's ending as soon as possible now, and I'll be out of your life. Yeah. And um, he says, "So let me remind you of that." And she's like, "Did you say something else to the effect like that you know, this is what we discussed was either was when they get married, mm-hmm. either after two months or when they get married, we will part right?" And he's like, okay, well, don't worry. It'll fly by quickly. So you only have to put up with me for another week. Oh, gosh. They're gone. And, you know, listen, I feel for him so badly because he's lashing out the way he's saying this, but it's coming from a place of hurt because how many times now have we heard him say... Her eyes sparkle for everyone, not just for me. Her life would be so much happier without me in it. She like, wants
1: me out of her life as soon as possible. It's This is all over and over and over again.
0: Yes. So yep. he clearly feels like he doesn't deserve someone like her. Right. And – go ahead.
1: No, well, and he's just not – He's just, <laughs> he's just a little robot. So mm-hmm. he's like – He's like, ah, these feelings, I yep. can't deal. And then he gets like a little angry bear and oh. he starts lashing out because he doesn't know how to deal. Yep. He's like a toddler.
0: Can't, <laughs> can't compute feelings and then yeah, he just – his wires all get crossed and he goes nuts.
1: Right. And he doesn't want to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So it's his way of trying to protect himself. Right. And Ed is doing the exact same thing.
0: Yeah, but she calls him out and she's like, "Wait a minute, why are you being so rude? What is it that what is it that you want?" Because she basically this whole time is like, "I'm going along with everything we agreed on." Yep. And she said, "So tell so tell me, what do you want? You want Celine to break up with Ferit, but you can't even say that. You want Celine to come back to you, but you can't say that either. Yeah. Because if she if she comes back to you, then you'll get married because that's logical. And you always do everything by logic, Serkan." <laughs> and he says i gosh there you guys this is the first of many times in this episode where i bounce between use your stinking words both of you mm. and i also then hop to oh my gosh could they be any more obvious open your stinking eyes yeah cuz this yeah. is one cuz this <laughs> is one of them he's like wow edda really wow <laughs> he's like congratulations bravo how well you know me, such
1: a dummy. But she's he's he's speaking the truth. That's the crazy part. Is that's totally true. She does know him that well, and uh-huh. everything that she said is one hundred percent true.
0: Uh huh. And you know Ooh, he,
1: this part, what she says,
0: so double edged because oh. it she. After she says this, after she says, "You know, it's not that difficult to tell a woman that you want her," Sercon Bolat. Mm-hmm. She stays quiet for a good like 7 seconds because mm-hmm. you know, she could have been saying that regarding Celine, or she could have been saying that waiting for him to that was an open door for him to say, "You know what? You're right, and it's you that I want, yep. not Celine." That but it he, was the moment. But they just have this intense eye contact back and forth. And when she finally realizes he's not going to say anything, she does that like slow closing of her eyes, you know, like to collect herself. Yeah. And then she goes back into professional mode and she's like, okay, what yeah. do you want from me for this final week? Yeah. And he basically says, look, I don't want to see Fairy married into this company. Right. So, Saline. That- At Mm -hmm. this point,
1: that's clearly his main concern with the whole relationship. Right. It's become very clear that it's not about him loving Celine. Mm -hmm. It's about him not wanting Ferit to have any little tiny pinky finger or toe in the whole thing.
0: Right. Yep. Because that's what he says. And he even says it right here again Mm -hmm. Celine is not my issue. Yeah. (laughs) Celine is not my problem. And she's like, okay, if you say so. And he says, I do. Like, Well, and he's like, look, he's
1: deliberately getting married in a week and taking her to Italy so that I don't interfere. So he is so suspicious of Fury, And mm-hmm. again, super clear that Celine is not his problem. <laughs> yep.
0: Because yep. he's not saying things like, oh, great. My chances with her now, I have way less time to try to get her back. I have way. It is all about and how he's going to affect the company. Yeah. So it's like, as much as I'm like, oh my gosh, just say you have feelings for her. I'm also like, Edda, read between the lines, girlfriend. He like, right. come on.
1: Yeah. Yep. So he kind of just tells her, you know, make sure they don't go to Italy. We're going to make sure that they don't get married and also talk to my mom because she is close to Celine and she knows Celine was just telling her that they were going to break up so something happened and you need my mom's help with this situation so he's like let her advise you so she's like okay fine i'll go and um she she this time as she's getting ready to go she says something about i won't bother you anymore and i'll leave
0: well because yeah because when she's like okay fine i'll go do all that he's like he was waiting for the classic, like, Edda pushback, like, questioning why he wants her to do that, questioning right. this. And he's like, wait, you keep surprising me today. Like, you're not even going to argue with me about this? Right. And then, yeah. And she says that. And he's like, oh. Like, I think it – he's like, crap. And right. I do appreciate that as she's walking out, he does stop her and at least, yeah. like, thanks her thanks for her help. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't say, you're welcome. She just says, it's my job.
1: hmm Yeah. So, we can probably go over this quickly the mm-hmm. whole Angen situation.
0: Yes, let's just cover that because now, mind you, we stay on e- Ingen in this house forever because, as much as his house is a hot mess, he has no problem telling SERCON to get his in order <laughs> and yes. call him out. Yeah. And I appreciate that. But our
1: but poor Engin is as Jaren in Jaren's words, a hopeless case. A hopeless
0: case. (laughs) And he
1: can't just apologize to the two women that he wronged separately. Uh And they're essentially Jaren and Pearl are both mad at him for him bailing on the two of them. Because it was a
0: cowardly move. Absolutely. Yes.
1: He was being such a little coward. So – and he just, like, doesn't get it. He, does, he doesn't understand that he needs to just apologize mm-hmm. and say, hey, I was a coward. How about we hang out and let bygones be bygones? He's just, like, trying to act like nothing's happened mm-hmm. and being like, "Parole, you didn't say good morning to me. And it's just – a total disaster Mm -hmm. by the time he ends up deciding to apologize after calling jaren and asking for her help because he can't just think to apologize on his own
0: which she essentially tells him
1: she does yeah but he takes pearl out for dinner to like make up for make things up uh to her. And I was like, okay, awesome. I was really hopeful. Yes.
0: I was like, all right. Like, you're not just apologizing. You're saying, like, I want to take you out basically for the dinner that I ditched you for. Yeah. And I want to properly, like, ask for your forgiveness and apologize. Right. Cool.
1: Except <laughs> he also invited Jaren
0: <laughs> to the same dinner. And these Come girls, on, of Angin. course, like, basically he was thinking like hey let me just compress all my apologies into one giant apology which well, and
1: and pearl is like what you think you can just gather everybody who you've hurt and, and make a blanket statement to apologize to everybody and mm-hmm. he's kind of like uh because you know that's exactly what he was thinking
0: absolutely because he's um sorry he's a man and is like what is like the most simple Way I can accomplish this task, and yeah. it's like let me What's kill the most
1: expedient way I could take care of this. Yep, <laughs>
0: I know. I'll invite them both to dinner uh-huh. without <laughs> telling them uh-huh. both. It's like maybe if you'd been like, "Hey, you know what? I I owe both of you a dinner. Can we go? Can all three of us go out as friends so I can apologize? Even that would have been like better. Yes, but it to- was this- to just
1: be upfront about it.
0: Yes, it was like, this.
1: I messed up to both of you. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, Jaren was right. She's yes. like, you're a hopeless case. She's, Absolutely. So she say? You don't know an ounce of women.
0: Yep. I loved it. <laughs> so, yeah. So now that's basically what happens all sprinkled throughout this episode. So yeah. we won't need to pick up with Angen again until right after this dinner when he calls Sercon
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So now we have Edda over – Explaining everything to Idon, who's That's just right. incomplete. I wrote, she's incomplete. Shoke, shoke, shoke.
1: Yes. And uh, Ada is like, look, Celine is already jealous. The problem is your son.
0: He's a robot. <laughs>
1: exactly. She's like, everybody loves each other, but they can't tell the other one. So what else am I supposed
0: to do? And I love it because Idawn... I love it that she's not just like, let me defend my son because he's my son. She's like, listen, Sarah Khan's a hopeless case. <laughs> you're going to have to do everything. Yeah. So, you know, she's like, you're going to have to make her jealous. Your style is going to have to up your style game to make her jealous, mm-hmm. confuse her feelings, blah, blah, blah. And does right. kind of like, wait, what? Why? And – You know, and she's like, because women dress for other women. And if that is not one of the most true statements. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: It's absolutely true.
0: (laughs) Yep. So, but do you have this moment? Because this next moment is so sweet, you guys. It melted my little heart. You know, it's
1: funny because at the beginning of this series, I was like, okay, I guess he's got a bad mom and she's going to be a villain. Mm -hmm. And the whole character arc with Idan has just exceeded my expectations. Yes. And I love it.
0: Me too. I, you know, she still has a lot of work to do because she's, you know, obviously she's trying to push Celine on her son and she's not clearly seeing that her son and Celine are not good for each other. Right. So, you know, she's got work to do. But yeah. who, who doesn't? None of us are perfect. We all have work to do in our lives. Right. But I love her so much. Yeah. And yeah. I and- – <laughs> Hi Zuzu. It's all right. People like people like hearing from the dogs. So, um anyhow, I just yeah, I just love that she's a complex character. She's not just, you know, there's no real specific villain other than Khan who we right. sort of see the last of this up. Ep- well, I think we physically see the last of him. I'm not convinced we see the last of his effect. Work. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, so I just love the complexity. So anyhow. Yeah.
1: So uh, they've got one week left and Ada is kind of like, hey, Aidan, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, sure. So she says, if I had no connection with Sarcon at all, if you met me, would you recognize me? Would you love me? And so Aydan kind of looks at her and she says, well, despite all your bad habits, (laughs) I admit you are a very good girl, Sevda.
0: Now, did you – I don't know why I didn't put this together before, but – and I don't remember if I said this last week, but Sevda means love. Like – Oh, I don't think I knew that. And like – but I was like, I should have known that. Like, Kara, Sevda, like, duh, it makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> but I was like, she's calling her love. So even though this whole time we've been like, you keep saying the wrong name, you keep saying the wrong name, it's right. interesting that that's the name she chooses to incorrectly call her. It
1: is. It is. So sorry. Sure. Keep
0: keep going. I just had to point that out.
1: Yeah. So she says, you once said, this is Idon still speaking, you once said that you, will, you would hold my hand whenever I want. And Edda says, yes, I will. And she says... Will these words be valid even after the end of the contract? <laughs> and Ada reaches over and touches her hand and she says, I'll come whenever you whenever you want me to take your hand. And you won't need me anyway. You yourself will leave this house. And uh, Aidan says, Inshallah. Uh-huh. So she says, okay then. Now let me take your hand because it's up to me. And they get her all uh, gussied up and all fancy pants looking. I wrote, yeah. I wrote
0: fashion show, fashion show, fashion Fashion show show at at lunch. lunch.
1: (laughs) So, yes. So that was just a really sweet moment. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Aidan doesn't hate Eda in any way. Right. She just doesn't want her to marry her son because of her ideas about culture and society right yeah you know we've we that's another common DZ trope
0: yes but there's hope for her yet yeah i because i wholeheartedly believe she loves her son with all her heart and that she will see that despite all of her prejudices and preconceived notions that edda is right for him
1: Yep, totally. So, um,
0: you know, we have a stressed out Sercon. He's prepping a prenup and Uh takes it to Engen and he's like, hey, you know, let's all do, let's all work at home. The weather's nice. We'll go work at my house outside. and I need, you know, and he's like holding this folder and Ingen's like, what's that? And he's like, it's a prenup. And he's like, oh, my gosh, are you and Edda like getting married sooner? Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, it you have to be sensitive with stuff like this. You can't just present a prenup to a woman. Like, right. Doesn't usually go very well. And he's like, it's not for me. And then just kind of like storms out. Like, <laughs> and
1: he looks at Ingen like he's so stupid. He's like, it's not for me. <laughs> and like, Engin, okay you're engaged but whatever sir. right
0: <laughs> and so engen's like muttering to himself like okay hey, guess i'll find out on social media like i do with everything else about my friend
1: <laughs> oh man oh one thing we missed mm-hmm.
0: uh
1: oh actually never mind we'll get to that because it hasn't happened yet okay but um so ed is all prepped Yes, and she gets a babe walk right here.
0: Oh my gosh! Because they were supposed to meet. There, he told them. He told her they were going to meet back at the holding mm-hmm. when they were in the office earlier. So she walks up in her like chic all black. Now listen, I loved everything about this look, but the sunglasses. The
1: Glasses are so bad. The
0: They're sunglasses so bad. are terrible, but yep. the rest of it. Yeah. Whew. She's smoking hot.
1: And Serkan, <laughs> I wrote Serkan be shooketh. Mm -hmm. he is he can't handle it
0: no he's like uh, uh," and then he just mutters
1: throw because he he like
0: (laughs) he can't compute you guys he can't compute and he mutters the word perfect and then Mm -hmm. she like Mm -hmm. looks at him and then it's like dot 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 punctuality perfect punctuality
1: (laughs) and then he's like you changed your clothes
0: (laughs) And she's like, "Yeah, you changed yours too." Like
1: <laughs> All I could think of was I maybe I've mentioned this on the podcast before, mm-hmm. but I love the Disney version of Hercules because Meg is just a queen and I love uh-huh. her. But all I was thinking was when Meg says to Hercules, "Are you always this articulate?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> So true, you know. And this was another again frustrating, frustrating point for me. But also, it was so Sarcon that it was like, well, yeah, this is so unbrand for you, yeah. Because there's so many times where he says stuff to her this episode, and if he just left it as is, then it would start to maybe open a dialogue to share feelings. But then he chickens out and then like – shuts the door. Like last week when he was like, oh, so you don't want to be with me? And then it's like dot, dot, dot about the hotel project. And he's doing the same thing this episode. And I (laughs) like –
1: Over and over again.
0: And I just – like I said, I switch off between wanting to shake him for just not speaking directly. But then I also want to shake her because I'm like – He's being so obvious. Like,
1: well, and I think that's why this episode felt so pivotal. Mm-hmm. Because this kept happening to both of them. Right. Where you're like, you guys are this close to actually communicating for once. Mm-hmm. And it that's why I feel like, okay, it's got to be next episode. Listen. <laughs> because they can't go on like this.
0: No, they cannot. And Kareem promised us we would like episode 11. And, you know… I have a lot of trust in him. So if he breaks that trust, I'm going to be really upset. (laughs)
1: We're going to – no, never mind. That's not true. I was going to say we're going to stop watching the
0: lemon-squeezing scenes, but that's just absolutely not true. (laughs) Unfortunately, we're not that strong. So, anyhow – as they walk in, I wrote, hmm, eyes up, Serkan Bay, because he's walking behind her. And He sure
1: was. And he his hated eyes... He to see her go. Yes,
0: he did. But he <laughs> loved watching her leave. <laughs> so they split up. She's like, he's like, I'm going to go deal with my dad first. She's like, I'll go see Melo. So then I said, we walk in and we get leather jacket Baba. Yes. And basically, Serkan's just saying, listen, I think you need to think very carefully about the whole Federite thing. He's got connections mm-hmm. to Khan. He's an ambitious guy. Like... I'm telling you, it's – I understand your thing like where you're like he's a good businessman and he's got good ideas. But dad, like he eventually is going to be the downfall and then basically I'm going to say I told you so. Like right. when he bankrupts the company or makes a really bad decision.
1: Right. Well, and and his dad makes an interesting observation because he's like, look, didn't – I? as far as I know, you took care of everything that was a problem with Khan – He's mm-hmm. like, but here's the thing, Serkan, you don't like to lose. And in business, this is a great personality trait. But when it comes to other things, this isn't necessarily the way that you want things yourself to be guided. And I thought that was such an apt observation. Yes. Because especially if you're thinking about the Celine and Ferrite situation, he doesn't like to lose.
0: No, he sure so, doesn't. Which is yeah. probably... Another reason why he hasn't f- fully come out to say that he's not in love with Celine mm-hmm. because I think partly maybe he was worried that Edda wouldn't help him if it wasn't for the sake of love. Right. Like if it was just for business, she would have been like, "Yeah, no, you're on your own, peace <laughs> out. I don't All care." Right. But he also clearly doesn't want to lie to her by Talking about how much he loves Celine when he doesn't. So right. I think that's another reason why he's very um, you know, he avoids the question, he doesn't directly answer and all that when that comes up. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. again, our boys being so clear because after Baba says you need to be happy for Celine, he says, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> the topic of Celine has been closed for a very long time for me. Yep. I am just concerned about Farit. And our business. And the
1: company, yeah.
0: So – Yeah, and I was like, man, he keeps saying this, but nobody's listening. I know. I know. So that's kind of that.
1: His dad's like, all right, I'll think about it. Um, And then Serkan notices the leather jacket. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) So uh, we switch over to Melo and Eda and apparently Melo is planning Celine and Farid's wedding for them. She's in charge of doing all of this mm-hmm. uh, because I guess they can't plan their own wedding, whatever.
0: They're going to be in Italy for a week. So let's just let the little people do it and then we can yeah. just come back and have our wedding. Yeah. Life in so, high society.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Eda is acting all weird about it.
0: Okay. So you notice this too. It wasn't oh, just her yeah. – because at first I thought, like, she's just being annoyed, like, maybe that her friend is being put out for this. But – I. But, I, go, but go, You go first. But then it becomes very clear. I don't think she's upset that Melo's being put out and doing all this because Melo's like, no, it's my wedding gift to them. I'm happy to do it. But then when Edda starts saying some of the stuff she does, I'm like, oh, you're trying to postpone them getting married too because she's like – you know, do pick out the things you want. Move slowly with it. Don't yes. rush. Like yes, she's
1: totally trying to postpone the whole thing, and it's. I'm like, okay, is this because you're assuming that all of yours and Sir subterfuge will work, mm-hmm. and they're not going to be getting married in a week? So you're kind of warning Melo, like, oh, you know, take your time. Mm-hmm. They because ish. So part of me was like, okay, maybe she's thinking our whole plan is to postpone this wedding for them not to get married, so Melo shouldn't go through all this trouble. But then also on the flip side, I think she's also like, yeah, don't worry about it. They're, I We don't want them to get married in a week so that I don't have to separate from SERCON. Uh-huh,
0: week. uh-huh. And it could have very well been either one or both of those things. Yeah. But I was like, hmm, very interesting.
1: Yeah. So this is a part I was thinking of earlier. Because mm-hmm. Jaren comes for a case file. And because she's so mad at Angen, and she scolds him about being so thoughtless and all this stuff and his treatment of women, which I was like, good for you. Yes. And she is simultaneously irritated at Serkan because she knows how Edda is being treated with this whole situation. And girlfriend spills. hmm She sure does. <laughs> oh, man. So I I don't know if her exact wording mm. – I don't know if her exact wording is necessary. Right. But she basically accidentally says, like, you're playing games and you're messing up just like Serkan who mm-hmm. makes Eda play the game of engagement or something like yes.
0: that. Yes. And Engin's like, what? And then Jaren's like, ugh, kind of backtracks, like grabs her file to go. He he chases her outside and she's basically like, look, you know what? He's your best friend. Call and talk to him. Yep. And she nopes on out of there in that cab and I'm like, good for you. And yep. like the good friend she is, she calls Edda right away to basically say, sorry, I completely messed up. I was really upset. I just sort of let it spill. And, you know, Ed is not – at first she's kind of concerned, but then she's like, you know what? This is all over in a week. And honestly, I'm surprised he didn't tell Ang well, she's kind of, like, shocked but not shocked. Like, of course right. he didn't tell his best friend. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. She's not going to stress too much about it.
1: Yeah. So this kind of causes Angen. we see a couple clips over the episode that he's – Really starting to think about things Mm -hmm. and he's remembering things that he's overheard or things that Serkan has said to him that seemed a little off about their relationship. And he's putting two and two together.
0: Right. So, Edda hangs up the phone with Jaren right as Serkan's walking up in the hallway to meet her. Mm -hmm. And she says – and again, another one of these moments because she says, why did you call me here? And he Uh says – I always want you by my side
1: <laughs> dot dot dot
0: <laughs> during this last week and I'm like dang it Sarah Khan like oh so basically he's like just your presence is gonna be enough to throw saline off like just follow my lead here we go yeah. so they go into saline's office and he presents this prenup to her for ferry. like listen if you're gonna marry him then there need to be some guidelines set down he's not allowed to have a vote or a say in this company right and saline's basically like, listen, he's got his own businesses to run. He owns all these hotels. He has no interest in like having a hand in our holding. Like, yeah, you know, he's got his
1: own business to, to deal with. Why are you worrying about him?
0: Right. And, you know, Sercon makes a good point by saying, good. Well, if mm-hmm. he doesn't really have an interest in it, he'll have no problem signing this. Yeah. But Saline's basically like, it's going to offend him. Like, I can't right. just give this to him. Right. And, and I Edda
1: interjects.
0: Now, yeah. did you notice, though, she's like SERCON and he's like, Like, a moment, a moment, Ada. But then when she says, Hayatam, when she calls him my life,
1: Uh bro is
0: like, yes. Like, all of a sudden, he's like, attention on her.
1: And she's like, grabbing his hand. And so finally, he remembers that she's in the room. and, And she's like, Celine, don't exaggerate so much. We also signed an agreement, you know. And then Celine, oh, the second she said this, I was like, bad move, girlfriend. Bad move. Cause she, little insulting woman. Wench. Mm-hmm. She's like, What you're you're talking about a chocolate deal, Edda. Now we're discussing more important things.
0: And then you see Edda use. It like act it like activates impulsive Edda.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Impulsive a- like, angry Edda.
1: Who's like, well, now I have to destroy you.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Entering destruction mode now.
1: Uh huh. And she, he, Sir Khan's like, Celine. And Ada just says, no. And he's like, what? <laughs> she just says, no. <laughs> She's like, we also signed a, pr- a prenup. We also do not have, and I also don't have the right to vote in the company. Mm-hmm. And I won't ever. And Celine's like, I don't understand. What do you mean you signed a marriage contract? And Sir Khan Con says, Yes. What do you mean, Edda? <laughs> 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 and she gives him the look uh-huh. like, Don't push me. <laughs> uh-huh. And she says, We made a decision. We're getting married too. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you know celine and she
0: does her little head cock <laughs> i love this because she's like the her the way her voice changes and she's like Sir khan my <laughs> love like so many secrets you have
1: And he just starts laughing because what else is he gonna do
0: oh <laughs> it's so good
1: oh man so they essentially now they also supposedly are getting married uh-huh. and they're just digging themselves deeper into this hole and I love it. And I – my note was, LOL, their brains are all going to explode. So yes. So Sercons and Eddas. Oh,
0: my gosh. It's going to be a massacre. <laughs> so this next part, I think we can kind of cover most of it too because we switch yes. over to the Lot, um house and, you know – um, Idon calls Alptekin. She's stressed mm-hmm. because Celine's getting married, you know, and of course he's like, "Yeah, I know that. What do you want me to do about it? Like we need to be happy for her." And of course Idon's like, "You're out of your mind." Then she's also kind of starting the argument again about the whole secretary thing and all this mm-hmm. stuff. She and he's like, "Listen, I've got work to do. I'll see you later." So basically, she's now decided she wants to make him jealous with mm-hmm. a hot pottery teacher. Yeah. So she basically, and he he has to have a hairy chest and three day stubble.
1: Yeah, she's like naming all this stuff. His shoulders need to be big. He he needs to be wearing a t shirt so they can show off his arms. Yep. Um.
0: And yeah. so you know, she sends Safi on this mission to find h- herself a pottery teacher. So yeah. what? ends up happening is Safi eventually does find an actor who fills all of those, you know, characteristics. And he's like, but he's an actor. It's his job to learn. So, you know, um, we can bring him here and I think he'll accomplish what you're setting out to accomplish. Yeah. Of course, you know, this guy gets his own little babe walk and all this stuff. Yeah. And turns out, though, he's also a life coach. Uh So as (laughs) they're setting up this whole jealousy scene, he's like, listen, like, I can – I can definitely make your husband jealous. That's not an issue. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I also am a life coach and I can, you know, I am a personal relationship coach. I can help you like work on your marriage so that you guys have a better relationship. Right. And I don't just kind of like, no, I want the jealousy right now. Thanks. Yeah. And then Alptekin calls to say he's not coming home. Right. But really, he was surprising her and yeah. coming home early with flowers. Mm-hmm. So when – he. Of course, though, as he gets home, he walks up on the scene where Idon's upset that he's not coming home.
1: And the life coach is like, look, you need to just believe everything can get better. And he's, like, uh, encouraging her mm-hmm. and helping her feel better. And she's, like, he's holding her hands and they're talking to each other and Safi's standing by and she's she's all happy and she – He, like, is able to kind of boost her spirits. Yes. But Alptekin sees this, sees her holding this man's hands and them having this seemingly intimate moment with each other. And so he abandons those huge, beautiful Beautiful. flowers.
0: Oh, my gosh. That arrangement was gorgeous. It's like
1: a bucket full of flowers. I was like, I want that. Yeah,
0: I'll (laughs) take them. I'll take them, Alptekin.
1: And he just kind of abandons them and walks back inside. Yes. But later on,
0: Mm -hmm. there is an
1: interesting moment because they kind of have a fight because he's still awake and Aidan is is surprised that he's still awake at that time of night. And he, he like, asks her where she got that nightgown and uh, I forget the rest of their conversation, but –
0: yeah, they they just basically argue about right. the secretary, about the pottery guy, so she finds That's out that he right. he finds she finds out that he actually saw that. But, you know, and as much as they like you know bicker back and forth, mm-hmm. as she storms out, Baba has a smile on his face because yeah. you know what? The spark is if there's no if there's truly no feelings mm-hmm. or any of that you're not going to argue like this because you have no stake in the game. Like,
1: exactly, and so and she's very clearly jealous too.
0: Yes, so there's clearly jealousy on both parts, and Baba realizes that. And so even though mm-hmm. she storms out mad, he's like happy because he's like, "All right, like there's hope for us." Yeah, you know, because he had mentioned about living separate lives, sleeping in separate rooms, all this right. stuff. So he's seeing, you know, what I think there's some hope for us here. And yeah, I I kind of loved that they didn't just like quickly solve everything, right? But he clearly can see it's not just like he's not just mad at her the way she's mad at him. He sees the bigger picture here that there's hope for us yet.
1: Yeah, and there's work to be done, but the fact that he had that smile on his face, I was like, okay, they're they're gonna get to work, and their yes. relationship is gonna have some growth. So Absolutely. That was, at by the end of it, I was like, okay, this makes me happy, and I'm really hopeful for them.
0: Me <laughs> like, too. I totally agree. Yeah. So, um now we're back in the holding.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the f- uh Selene's basically walking Edda and Sercon out and they run into Federe okay. in the hallway. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, it's kind of announced like, "Oh, look, you know, Serkan and Edda are getting married too." And of course, Federe's like, "Oh, congratulations, you know, exciting." Right. Um and it's funny because um I think Edda says something like you know, yeah, it might be soon. It might not be that soon. You never know because I we could just wake up tomorrow and decide to do it because I can be impulsive. <laughs> right. And Khan's like, mm-hmm, very oh. <laughs> impulsive.
1: Yeah. So they all end up out kind of on the street and mm-hmm. Melo comes down because she needs to talk to Celine. But she, like, sees everybody and she compliments all of them on how they look like a fashion magazine. And um, she ends up mentioning the canceled interview and Serkan is kind of like what interview what are you talking about and so Celine explains oh you know it was supposed to be the four of us all together but things changed and i know you don't like interviews anyway but Serkan's like well you didn't even ask me and he start <laughs> he starts getting all irritated that this was that an interview was canceled when he doesn't even like interviews
0: Right. Yes. So, you know, it's kind of tense. And, you know, Edda kind of jumps in and is like, oh, man, it's too bad that, um, you know, it's too bad that we aren't doing an interview because after all the gossip, you know, and the paparazzi, it'd be nice to kind of be interviewed and set things straight for ourselves. Right. And Sercon doesn't really catch on at first. He's kind of looking at her like, wait, what? And then she kind of gives him a look like, hello, that's going to keep them here. They won't be able to go to Italy if we have to do an interview. Yep. And he is like, yeah, you know what? It's a really good idea. You know, that's smart. Yada, yada. So essentially, it's decided they're not going to Italy because it does yeah. like, you know, you can – you can shop for a gorgeous wedding dress here. She's um, like, just go, she's
1: like, why don't you go to Italy for your honeymoon? You can mm-hmm. just delay it a little bit. And then she brings up Idon that Idon is helping her with her wedding dress. Mm-hmm. so that she could easily help Celine. So of course she's just piling it on because she knows that will irritate Celine as well.
0: Uh-huh. So, so yeah, go ahead. Later
1: on, Sercon after this after Celine and fairy leave, Serkan's like, how could you do that? And she's like, hey, I couldn't think of anything else. So this is why I said that we're getting married. And then he says, at this rate, I'll wake up one day and we'll already be married and we'll have two kids. <laughs> and she's like, God forbid.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, Edda.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, none of us really buy that. Mm-mm. But uh, she's like, why are you so angry anyway? And he- He's like, you do so few things to keep me from getting angry. But she's like, look, the main thing is for Celine to feel like she's stuck. And I think that I'm helping with the situation. And I think that she's thinking about our marriage. And so he says, I don't think so. And she's like, well, what do you understand about women?
0: (laughs) And it's funny because he's like, me? I actually think I know pretty well. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because she – Kind of is a little bit pleased by that, but – Yeah. it Yeah. But then she kind of – doesn't she wind up like walking away from him like, I'm going to wait over here because even a couple (laughs) – even though we're getting in the same car soon, a couple seconds away from you is everything.
1: Yes, exactly. I'm like, oh my
0: gosh, you two are driving me up a
1: wall. I know. So, Celine ends up spilling the news to Melo that – Sercon and Ada are getting married. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Melo flips out. She's all happy. She goes and congratulates them, tries to smash their faces together.
0: <laughs> Which is so funny because <laughs> right before she runs out and does that, Ada is like – or Sercon's like worried about everyone finding out. And she's like, it's just Farid and Celine who know. It's not, you know, it's not going to become news. And then, of course, Melo comes out and does that. Mm-hmm. And Sercon's like – He's like, uh huh, not even five minutes and we're being congratulated. But it does like, well, it's your ex who clearly can't keep her mouth shut.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the news is already getting leaked. Mm-hmm. And we all know Melo can't keep things
0: to herself. So this is definitely a foreshadowing. Exactly. So Melo, you know, goes back in after it does like, I'll kind of explain everything to you at home later. See you later. And, Khan just laughs and it's just the two of them and he's like okay well you better call my mom and she's like call your mom and he's like did you not say that she was setting up a whole <laughs> wedding dress shop for you at the house <laughs> like and he's I love this because he hands her the phone or, I'm sorry no he calls and he's like mom Edda has some really good news for you and then uh-huh. puts Edda on the phone and he is so entertained by this entire exchange I love it so much.
1: Well, and she's very smooth with the way that she very first delivers the news mm-hmm. that hey, we got, we got Celine to cancel the Italy trip, so mm-hmm. that's great. <laughs> and she like words everything very delicately to Idon, but then she ends up telling her that oh yeah, by the way, also uh, you should save a couple of those wedding dresses for me. Because we maybe said that we're also going to get married. Okay, thanks.
0: (laughs) Also, it's today. So have it ready in a couple hours. (laughs) So then um, I love it. Then the car finally shows up. And it's so funny because all I kept picturing in my head was like, Karem himself would never do this like he's too nice because you know he's like where's the car coming from ishmir or ismir like which i'm assuming is kind of far away from there yes to barack there which i didn't realize that was their crew member barack somebody pointed out um somebody in the group pointed that out and i thought that was really funny like it's actually their crew member that they're always trying to make pick who his favorite is Hyundai or Karem.
1: Oh, that's funny.
0: Which makes sense, honestly, to probably keep as few people on set as possible. So they're going to just use crew members as extras. So I think that's very COVID smart. So shout out to them.
1: So, anyways Corona times. Yeah.
0: So even though he's like annoyed that it took so long, he like Mm -hmm. goes to tip them when they get in the car and he's like, Are you in school? Are you this? Are you that? And he like just keeps giving him money. Giving him extra money. (laughs) Yes. So I loved that.
1: So they, then they get in a car and we get a nice little moment because uh, Ada puts the top down and Serkan's like, well, aren't you worried that your hair is going to get messed up? And she's like, so?
0: <laughs> let it, let it then. I, uh, yeah. I loved that little tiny moment that clearly speaks multitudes.
1: Yeah. So Ida is prepping dresses and they're still looking for a hot teacher. And then Serkan and Ada arrive at the farm. We have a little aside where Erdem hears about the wedding talk, and mm-hmm. he tells Layla, and they have a funny thing where Layla thinks that he proposed by email. Yes,
0: because and that then, is typical. I mean, he was going to apologize by email last episode, so can we really blame her for assuming that?
1: Yeah, and then she goes, and she overhears part of their conversation where Ada's saying something about, what are we sh- are we just going to have a conversation by email? And Layla's like, email. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's all disgusted. She's like I can't believe you.
0: Email. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so she's like very like stiffly following his orders. Yeah. And, and sarcon's like what the heck? And then she, <laughs> so when Layla goes off to get what he asked for, um Angen's being all weird and Edda clearly knows why because Jiren already told her. So Edda's like there's some weird vibes here i'm gonna go work over here goodbye
1: yeah so it
0: just leaves Angen and sercon and Angen is like hey buddy friend like you know am i your best friend and sercon kind of looks at him and then Engin's like you know we were dorm roommates we were this we were that like we tell each other everything right and sercon's like are we really doing this how old are we like uh-huh. i am i'm not answering this and he's like okay is there something else maybe you want to tell me instead? And Zerkon's like, yes, actually there is. I would like to ask, I'd like to say, why are there no normal people in my life? <laughs> and of course, as if to prove his point, Layla walks by and like scoffs at him again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so he obviously isn't going to spill without Angen asking just outright.
0: Right. So then so we, we- – go ahead.
1: We have – we see Ferry and Khan in a meeting. This scene was super short.
0: But Very short.
1: Essentially, Ferit isn't going to be working with Khan anymore. He wants to cut ties, but Khan mentions, okay, well, I've lost everything,
0: but I still have an ace up my sleeve. Yep. And we're going to find out what that is later. Yes, we will. So now it's wedding dress fitting time. Celine arrives a few minutes before Edda walks over. And so Aidan kind of fawns over her, takes the time to not so subtly hint at the fact that, oh, you're ma- getting married when just yesterday you were telling me that you guys were on your way to breaking up and mm-hmm. all that. And, you know, of course, she's throwing things in there, how she and Sarkon are right for each other, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And even Celine is like, what are you saying? Your daughter-in-law is walking up right now. Like, Yeah. Um. So then, oh, I love this. Edo walks up, and she says hi to everyone and everything, and she's like admiring all the setup and the food and everything. And mm-hmm. she goes to grab something, and I love it because Celine's like, "Oh, Edda Jim, oh, yeah. you know, maybe watch what you're gonna eat. We have wedding dresses to fit into." And I love it because she's like, "So what? Like weight comes and goes. I'm gonna eat what I want." And I was like, "Yes, girl,
1: <laughs> Yeah, well, because I done had just offered offered food to Celine, and she's like, "No, I'm on a diet.
0: Mm-hmm. so so then, um, saline's like okay so she's like let's get started so she kind of walks off to start trying stuff on idon kind of pulls Ada back really quickly and basically says like good job you're already making her jealous like keep going with it do this mm-hmm. do that and ada's like oh so just be myself that's easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yep and so we have a quick conversation between alptekin and sercon right. but it's mostly uh alptekin saying okay you may be right about farit i'll give you that but he's really close to closing a deal, so I want you to just give him a chance, and this is going to be, like, your second option for right now. See how he does. See – I really think he's invested in the company and mm-hmm. that he wants to do good, so just give him a chance. So that that's really that whole conversation.
0: Right. And he does let him know, like, in order to give him that chance, like, why don't you come to this meeting we're having? He's about to close a deal that mm-hmm. is that would be very important to the holding. Um you know, and so – and it's – because Khan basically tells him, like, um, I will only come to the holding before before you're, like, retired if it's something very urgent. So he kind of basically doesn't really commit to going to this meeting. Mm-hmm. Bob is just like, okay, as you wish, but we'll find out in a later scene. They do wind up going to that meeting, and yeah. we'll see how that plays out. So we have fashion show part two. Mhm because though it's all wedding dress try on and of course um you know Idon's drooling over everything Celine puts on even like quote accidentally says things like oh if Sarcon saw you in this you mm-hmm. know that kind of stuff while she's barely acknowledging Edda and her in her dresses and it, when yeah. she does and she walks out in that first dress which I was like dude Edda looked good in everything she put on the, but Idan's like um is that a blouse or a dress like just you know has to throw that snark in there
1: well and Celine is even kind of rude about it she's like yeah that looks like the dress you wore to your engagement party
0: yeah which we all know everyone thought was just like a normal dress not appropriate for an engagement party yeah so
1: during their like second round of dresses um Celine compliments edda she's like oh you look good in everything that you put on and Edda says the same to her, mm-hmm. and then they have this conversation.
0: yes, they do. Do you have the screenshots from that
1: i d- I do so Celine asks, oh, you know what I don't i I wrote the notes, but I don't have um basically Celine asks if they've set a date mm-hmm, and Edda says that she thinks that Con is confused, yeah, so she says that she thinks that he actually proposed to her out of spite Mm -hmm. because of Celine, And then she tells her what Serkan said to her. You know, Serkan told me that you're flawless, that you're so smart, you're intelligent, you're perfect, etc., etc. And then Celine kind of starts to get emotional and she's like, he didn't even say this to me.
0: Yeah, he's never even told me that.
1: Yeah, so – it does kind of like, well, you know, that's the problem with Serkan Bolat. Who can know his emotions? Not even him. And the, so, what? Go ahead. The next part that you're getting to, I'm like, yeah, Ugh,
0: because it's she's you can't. This was not obviously part of the game for her. She's saying this from her heart, and yes, well,
1: and it's very parallel to Celine and. Ferit's relationship, because mm-hmm. what she says is, My mind says he doesn't love you, but I love him very much. And isn't in the end, isn't this the most important thing? And it's interesting because Celine has a little flashback of her conversation with Serkan in the barn mm-hmm. when he says, My mind tells me that you're the most right person for me yeah. and that I'm the right, most right person for you. But is that what your heart says? Right. So the whole mind versus heart thing, and Ferit basically had said the same thing to Edda that mm-hmm. she just said to Celine. Yeah. He basically said, I love her so much. I know that she still loves Serkan, but I love her. And isn't that the most important thing? Yeah. So you get these really interesting parallels between the couples and the whole situation and it's just a big
0: mess (laughs) yeah and i think it was a way that edda could actually voice that out loud Mm -hmm. under the guy's mask protection whatever you want to call it of it her just saying it for part of the game to help but really be able to like get it off her chest because yeah this is clearly how she's feeling yeah um so we have another dress change and I don't, of course, flutters to Celine. Ada is in that pink monstrosity. I
1: did not like that at
0: all. No, it's not even a good shade of pink.
1: What is with the weird? It's all short and then it's just.
0: It's a mullet dress?
1: Like it's layered. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's a mullet dress. It's just.
1: A clear delineation between the the front short skirt and the weird long train. Yep. I'm like, couldn't you have layered it a little bit? Yeah. It would have made it look so much better. And then she's got those weird clear cowboy boots. Uh Uh-huh. I I just don't get it. No. (laughs) Now,
0: Hyundai is gorgeous and she made it work. But yeah. No. So, you know, uh, I done kind of – encourages Celine in some double talk about just thinking on things blah 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 and Celine's like okay i'm gonna go change so now it's just idon and edda and basically idon's like what'd you guys talk about and she's like don't worry like it was all good i basically told i did your son's work for him like i told him that he or i told her that he loves her and not me She's like, yeah. oh, good job, good job. And clearly that was very emotional for Edda. She's upset. Mm-hmm. I, Dawn, even says, are you okay? Like, because she seems off. And she's like, yeah, I'm just tired. I'm not used to all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no, you're just heartbroken.
1: Yeah. And Aidan's like, okay, you're right. Go get some rest. You did a great job today.
0: Yeah. Like you earned it. Mm-hmm. So you already mentioned we get a little quick thing with Angan having those flashbacks where he's putting two and two together. Mm-hmm. And now we're back. Edda's still kind of looking in the mirror. She's deep in thought. Clearly mm-hmm. just probably thinking about everything that's gone on in the last only 18 days, you guys, because there's still 42 days of this contract left. So... Everything gosh, we've watched what a roller coaster. Everything we've watched so far has only happened over the course of barely not three- even
1: three weeks. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> that's crazy. So, but that's DZ land for you. Yeah. So anyhow, um, Sarah Khan happens to walk up mm-hmm. and he sees her looking in the mirror. And I was like, oh my gosh, the way he's looking at her. Now You'd it, think she wasn't wearing that pink monstrosity. That's what I said. This is how you know. This is how you know it's love, <laughs> because in that pepto bismol poof, he is like struck, speechless, and I heart mean, heart eyes, heart eyes galore. He walks up and stands behind her, and of course, in classic sarcon fashion, mm-hmm. just breathes the word "incredible," and then dot 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 design. <laughs> But then he, like, lowers his voice, like, three octaves somehow. And I felt that because I was like, <laughs> holy cow. And then he's like, one day when you become a bride and just kind of leaves it open-ended. Uh-huh. And it's too much. She can't yeah. – she can't handle – she can't handle it. So she's yeah. basically – she just, like, runs away. Like, I'm going to go change and just yep. takes off yeah. after after a little bit of intense – because she – Turns around very quickly when he says that, and they have very intense eye contact. Yeah, and then, and then she, she
1: mm-hmm.
0: runs runs because she knows
1: he's not going to finish that sentence.
0: Absolutely, and and, uh, and it's I even too wrote much for her. Yep, I even wrote, "Use your words, Sarkan."
1: So we switch over, and Melo comes home to. Fifi and Jiren and Mm -hmm. Ifer and Erdem and she essentially, because she's so happy, she breaks the news that Serkan and Eda are getting married and Ifer is not happy.
0: And And, who can blame her?
1: Well, and even Fifi is like, Eda, what is going on? Mm -hmm. Because Ifer passes out and they're all kind of like treating her and then Eda... Ends up coming home, sees her aunt in this situ- like in this state, mm-hmm. and she's like, what's going on? And they tell her, and Ifair's like crying. She's like, invite who you want, get whoever you want to go to this wedding, but I can't do it. I can't go. You don't tell me anything anymore. I have to hear everything from other people, and she just runs into the house crying, essentially. Yeah. And even Fifi is like, Eda, what's going on with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> even... Like, like she, I can't even keep... has a point. Yeah. 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 Like, I can't even keep up anymore. And she takes Melo in because Eda got mad at Melo for spilling this news that's not really news. Right.
0: Yeah. Because in Edda's defense, like, she didn't tell Melo, I'll explain everything to you at home. So Melo clearly needed to wait until they were home. It's not like they left... Edda didn't just like thank Ed- Malo for congratulating her earlier and then not say anything. She basically right. was like, it's not how it seems, like I'll explain it at home. So right. the least she could have done was waited for Edda to explain it before getting all excited with everyone else. Yeah. Because even Air Dem is upset, like he's like, Yeah, ha- Auntie is right and like marches off to go in the house and help her. And yeah. So she and Jaren are left alone after everyone goes in to check on iFair. And, you know they kind of talk and stuff. And she's basically like, you know, don't stress too much. It's going to be okay. Like, mm-hmm. um, and so Joran basically is like, but you know what's funny? You know, all this talk. Have you ever actually thought about marriage with Sercon mm-hmm. And she's like, no, but he actually has. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? He said, what? What did he say? Tell me quickly. <laughs> And it is like, well, one, he said one day we'll wake up and just be married and have two kids. And Jaren's like, hmm, so it's a thought in his head, too. Mm-hmm. And it is like, I can't even imagine. who he, He'll raise children like they're little robots. She's like, until the age of 35, they won't even know what a farmer's market is.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: So she's like, and w- even without school, they're already going to know how to do homework. <laughs> and I love
1: it because – Go ahead. Well, because Jaren is kind of like – because Edda keeps, like, ragging on Serkan and how his kids will be little robots. And Jaren's like, okay, okay, don't be mean.
0: Yes. She's like, you're being a little unfair. Yeah. And, you know, Edda's like, you know what? You're right. She's like, he'll tremble over them, which I assume means, like, he'll dote over them. Right. And she's like, he'll sing lullabies, and it will look good. He'll teach them honesty and hard work. And then she kind of realizes she's getting lost in a daydream, and is like, "But what's all that to me? Let Celine think about all that."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Jaren then asks her, like, "Hey, speaking of her, have you told Sercon about the journalist that Celine lied to and silenced about your contract?" And Edda says, no, I didn't say anything. Khan will be really upset. And besides, it's between them. I'm not going to interfere. Let them figure it out. And Jaren's like, you're an angel. You know that? And she's like, yeah, tell this to the Bolots. Hmm. So, again, I think this is foreshadowing that this stuff's going to come out because she has now said – she says one more time later on with Ferry, like that she confirms she's not going to say anything, she doesn't want to hurt she but she's doing it to not hurt Sercon, not to help Celine. Right. So, I just have a feeling it's making it clear what her intentions are. It's to protect Sercon, but when this eventually comes out, which I predict it'll come out after the two of them get together because it'll serve as a giant conflict yes. between them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what I think.
1: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So uh, now Engin has... Had it? (laughs) Yes. He's done? And uh, yeah, for some reason I thought this happened later in the episode, but they're still working at uh, Serkan's house (laughs) and Engin's like trying to talk to Mm Serkan and he's like, okay... Uh, so are you stressed out? You know, what are you doing? And Sarkhan talks about, you know that working calms me down. <laughs> so work is like Serkan's therapy. Mm-hmm. But Engin eventually ends up asking if everything between him and Eda is a game yeah. because Jaren told him.
0: Yeah, he basically tells, because Sarkhan starts to like backtrack and he's like, don't even go there, bro. Jaren already told me, so start talking.
1: Yep. So, Sericon admits it. He says, "Eda and I are not really engaged. We only agreed to separate Celine and Ferit. So, Engin's like, oh, great. Okay. <laughs> but everything you guys have gone through acquaintance, fights, apologies, everything all of that is a game, too. And Sericon's like, I swear, I also can't distinguish between what's true and what's a game. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge tell.
0: Yeah. And I'm actually surprised he even admitted that. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. So, Engin's like, okay, well, then why didn't you tell me? And Serkan explains, I couldn't say anything because I shouldn't have told anybody. And Edda shouldn't have told anybody either. But here we are. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Engin's like, no, listen. I saw you guys together. I saw you and Edda. I saw the way you look at her. And I saw the way that she looks at you. And he's like, okay. Serkan's like, well, what can I tell you? I played my part well, but to be sure, Ada wants this game to end soon. Again, he's saying mm-hmm. that he's thinking that Ada wants to be gone because he says she wants to be rid of me as soon as possible. So, oh man, Engen, I love him. We stan Engen forever. He's like, so what do you want? Yep. And he's he asks, do you want Selene? He's like... Oh, that's right. So, Sorry. Sometimes reading these screenshots, you forget the inflection of their voice. I know. So he's like, okay, what do you want? Celine? What is that, a joke?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and Sarkon's like, why would me wanting Celine be a joke? If you think about it, it's the most reasonable person. It's the most reasonable thing is for me to be with Celine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Engin's like, brother, why would you even want to follow reason in this matter? Mm-hmm. Look, for once in your life, listen to your heart. And Khan says, "Engin, look, you know I have a lot of things to do, so just forget it, and then we'll talk.
0: <laughs> and then, of course, Engen's like, oh, okay, I guess we'll talk later. Every conversation that we endure, <laughs> even if we started discussing it now, in an entire lifetime wouldn't be enough. But okay, we'll talk about this uh, later. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He's clearly not thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he gives him really good advice of, hey, for once in your life, stop listening to your logic and your reason and listen to
0: your heart. Absolutely. So now Melo and Edda, Edda um, it's later that night. They're at home and they're kind of just clearly in the middle of a conversation where Edda is clarifying that they're not actually getting married right away, all this stuff. Um, but Serkan calls. Mm-hmm. and he's outside and asks if she can come down, and they, like, run out onto the balcony, and Melo's like, look, he's not even bringing Sirius as an excuse anymore, like, this is yeah. love. And I love it, because when Eda's like, okay, I'll be down, I won't make you wait, Melek, Melek stays on the balcony, and she's, like, whispering to him, she's like, listen, she's mad at me, do something to reunite <laughs> us, okay? Yeah. she just
1: keeps going, reconcile us, reconcile us. Yes, it's
0: so <laughs> funny. So, Eda um, gets downstairs, And it's funny because, you know, she kind of trots all downstairs all happy, stops up in front of him, but then he's really just there to confront her and she's like, what's up? And he's like, "Um, we have a contract. Oh, my God. And there's one point in it. No one should have known that we were fictitiously engaged. How did Jaren find out? And she's like, listen, there's a clause in the contract because your mom knows too. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what does that have to do with anything? That was for your own good so that my mother didn't try to mess with you. And let me remind you, it was you who wound up telling my mother. <laughs> and she's like, well, Jaren basically put it together. What can I do? And he's like, okay, got it. He's like, sorry. And she says, sorry, I'm not as professional as you at keeping secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, And he's no. like, well, oh, go ahead
1: yeah, he's like, well, thanks to you, now Angen knows.
0: Uh-huh. And she's <laughs> like, that's why you came at this late hour to basically scold me for this? Yeah. And she's like, and who cares if they know? Who cares if everyone knows at this point? It's the last week. And he's like, I'm tired, really. You talk about this final week all the time. Don't say it, okay? I'm tired. And she's like, okay, I'll stop. And he's like, fine. And, and he's like, <laughs> well go ahead Uh
1: uh-huh yeah he's like how quickly you got tired of me and she's like how quickly you got tired of me from she, sorry wow did i
0: well he says how quickly you got tired of me
1: oh she says okay i'll stop
0: yeah and um basically he's like what is it that you want from me i really don't understand like Mm -hmm. because she's kind of pushing at him and he's like Okay, if in a week I ask you to stay, will you? And okay, another. This is so telling because, Edda. Prime opportunity. Why would he ask you to stay after a week?
1: Well, and he keeps bringing up how bothered he is that
0: she keeps
1: mentioning they only have a week left. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to be reminded that he only has a week with her. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, if I asked you to stay, would you even stay? And of course, Edda says, Hi here. No
0: oh and he's like okay then do your job and don't bring me new problems and she's like fine and he says fine and she says leave then and he's like i'm leaving so funny they're so ridiculous and he's like i'll leave if you step away so she takes like a tiny step back and he's like okay he's i'm like, gone go away and he's like a little more <laughs>
1: Because he can't just walk around her. She has to keep stepping back so he can move over to the car.
0: So she takes another step back and he's like, thank you. And then leaves. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, these two. So then we, and I love it too, because as he gets in the car, he tells her, because she's like, okay, bye. And he's like, get inside the house. Like, he won't leave (laughs) until she's safe inside the house. I just, (laughs) I don't know. It just made me laugh. I
1: know. They're both such dummies. So later on Ada has like some tea or something and she's clearly pensive. She's just thinking about everything. Yeah. And she says it's it's a voice a voiceover. And she says at the end of the week Celine either chooses Sercon or mm-hmm. gets married. In either case our contract will end. From everything I've experienced this little icon will remain for me and she's looking at the guitar pick this whole time. Yeah. She says I've had so many, many, so many unforgettable moments with Serkan Bolat. Starry night, night with a guitar, night in a mountain house, night of dreams, dozens of nights with Serkan, and he's looking up at the at the sky as well. So, they're both just thinking about these really fast eighteen days mm-hmm. that they've been together, but how much they've experienced and how I think it's just a a contrast of how real those nights were in comparison yeah. to the fact that everything was supposed to be fake.
0: Yes, I totally agree. So then then we have the next day and Edda basically makes up with, Ifair, she walks into the kitchen and, Mm -hmm. you know, Ifair's like, what are you doing in here? Don't you have a wedding to prepare for? And she's (laughs) like, oh, I can't get married. I have too much to do. I have to make you chai and then maybe tomorrow I'll make you coffee and I have to work at the flower shop, make you forgive me. I don't have time to get married. And I love it because is kind of like, you're lucky you're cute, you know? And – and but she still can't help but get one last little quip in when she says, "Well, if you do end up getting married on your lunch break, please be sure to tell me."
1: <laughs> yeah. So there's a a ring at the door mm-hmm. and um I I done sent the new clothes for Edda to help her look like a professional or well, she sent the new clothes for Edda for her new look to make Celine jealous. Right. But the way that Edda explains it, because Ifer's is like, oh, so you aren't getting married, but the mother in law is just sending clothes for the bride. Yeah. And it is like, no, I'm working as a landscape designer now for the firm. So I, I done, Hanum wanted to help me look more professional. And that's all this is. And we get another little yeah. dressing montage. Fashion it's show. It's all about fashion shows. Fashion show episode. part three. <laughs> yeah.
0: So then we get a little quip, which we kind of covered between Alptekin and Idon. Basically, it's when we finally meet the three-day stubble actor who's now going to be her pottery teacher because Alptekin leaves for work after they have like a little bit of a bickering. And um, so, yeah, we get the start of the whole how to make him jealous thing. Safey brings and introduces the actor to her and that's that. So then... We flashback over. We get another chunk of time with Farit and Khan. Khan's handing him a file and leaves just as Celine, you know, is walking out and sees this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Farit basically tells her, like, calm down. I just – I bought him out because he's bankrupt and has nothing left. So he, he and I are no longer partners. I, you know, I own all of this.
1: He, he, I don't – think he tells her that he bought the company
0: oh he doesn't tell her yet no because
1: the only thing he tells her is that um they were like Closing things off, and that Khan is selling the company, and he needed to talk to him about it.
0: Oh, because that's their
1: whole conflict later okay, on. Okay, you're right. Is he didn't bother to tell Celine anything.
0: You're right. It was just they were finalizing some whatever, and because he's bankrupt, and that's when Celine says something I finally agree with. She's like, Good, he deserves all of it. <laughs> yes,
1: because she's like, Stay away from him. He's bad news. And then Ferry's like, No, he's closing the company. So he needed to talk to me.
0: Okay. So yes. he, yeah,
1: he he doesn't tell her.
0: <laughs> yes, you're right. You're totally right. So, okay, I'm dying here because now it is coming out, it is what is this? It's the He comes it? to pick her up. That's right. They're, yeah. oh cuz they're going to the holding.
1: And he's like, "Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I love your look."
0: <laughs> I said I said he can't contain himself and in parentheses I wrote, Karem, is that you?" <laughs> I love it because you know she's all chic and professional looking. He clearly loves this look, but she's just like, okay, you know, we we're doing our thing. how do we I kept them from Italy, but how do we actually keep them from marrying right?
1: And, and he just starts
0: yeah, he just starts laughing, and she's and I part of me was like, was this a character break and they just kind of kept going with it because you know, I don't know, the laugh just felt so. I mean, he's laughed before at stuff with her, but it's been more of like a tense laughter. Like when she's like, we're getting married. And he's like, of course we are. This was like like laughing
1: so he doesn't strangle her.
0: Yes. (laughs) And this was just like such a carefree laughter that I was like, I wonder if this is a bit of a character break. And they just kind of winged it from there because she's like, what's so funny? And then he's like, well, you're dressed like a professional, but you still have that childlike you know, peace inside of you.
1: Mm-hmm. And, well, and I love it because she, she turns it right back on him. And she says, yeah, you too, because you still need me to talk to Celine about things you should be saying to her. Oh, <laughs> like, so
0: ooh, good. Boom, roasted. <laughs> well, and I love it because he's like, what's that supposed to mean? And she's like, don't worry about it. It's just between us women. Mm-hmm. So she implies that she has spoken something on his behalf, but won't go any further. Yeah. So now they're off to the holding when she asks. And I love it because he's like, she's like, where are we going? And he's like, to the holding. And she's like, okay. And why there? What do you need me to do? He says, stand by me like my future wife. And she is stunned. Yeah. And gets in the car and like doesn't know what to think of it. I think the word future wife just like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. like something turned on in her brain like, oh, yeah, I actually like the sound of that. And, well, and it's
1: funny because he's not being—he's not saying it in like a nice way. He's like, "You don't have to do anything. I'll take care of it. You just stand by me as my future wife and helper." But she reads other context
0: in, <laughs> into yeah. It. And so she's sitting in the car, and he's like, "Seatbelt!" And she puts her seatbelt on, but then she's like smiling all secretly, mm-hmm. and like they take off. So yep, I was like, "Dang!" So we get
1: a really awkward meeting scene where essentially the whole deal that farit has had in the works is with this really famous landscape designer Mm -hmm. and Eda knows who he is he's super famous he would bring really great notoriety to the company but the everything about the contract the details of the deal are not going to be in favor of the holding. Right. And sercon essentially <laughs> eviscerates Ferry for this whole contract. He's like, no, we're not going to take this because A, they want this percentage of everything. B, everything that goes wrong is going to be our responsibility. C, he kind of goes on and on and he's mm-hmm. like, do you need me to keep going, Ferry? And then Alptekin is like, Ferry, he's right. And it just destroys fairy with this whole situation.
0: Well, and then he comes in with the kill, and he says, running a company is not the same as running hotels that you inherited from your father. Yeah. Now, okay, part of me said, oh, I wonder if that's why Serkan made sure to build his own company and it wasn't only depending on inheriting the holding from his dad. Like, mm-hmm. he clearly feels some kind of way about just having a business handed to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because his obviously his architecture firm seems completely separate from mm-hmm. his dad's holding, right. so I felt like that was a tiny insight. Now, before we go any further, um, ha- see, I know now I know he was really mean, but part of me was like. I get it because everyone is like, "Ferry, Ferry, Ferry, you're so great. And he's like, I have said how many times I have so many concerns about his ability to be helpful to the holding and the company. And this was a prime example about how he maybe is in over his head right now because yeah. look at this deal he was trying to facilitate and look at all the clauses he didn't even think were issues. So part of me was like, I kind of, I don't. I don't know. People were like, he was so mean. And he was, but part of me is like, I get it. Like, he feels like he was pushed to that point and he just rips him apart. Like, where do you stand on that? Do you think he was too mean?
1: I mean, it's on brand for Serkan to come out that way and to say it in that way. If he were another character, he might have let him down a little more easily. Mm -hmm. But Serkan is nothing, if not direct, when it comes to business. Yeah. And I, It's also kind of like, if you run in that kind of business and you're in charge of these high stakes companies and these high dollar companies, you probably need to have a pretty thick skin when it comes to the whole business administration part of it. Right. So he, obviously he could have been nicer about it, Mm -hmm. but it's also like, but he wouldn't be Serkan if he were nicer about it. Uh Uh-huh. So, I don't know,
0: yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, um other people Celine kind of even starts to try to like Sercon, like you know to calm him down, even Ada winds up calling him out outside, um, and I
1: mean he. he didn't necessarily have to do it in front of the entire meeting right like very you're such a moron why would you even agree to to these clauses why would you ever think this was okay it's pretty brutal (laughs) yeah but at the at the same time again i'm sure stuff like this in the business world happens all the time definitely I, i don't know the the Nice I, part yeah. of me is like I empathize for Ferit mm-hmm. because he got his butt handed to him mm-hmm. in this meeting, but on the other hand, I'm like, well, if we're thinking realistically, this kind of stuff would definitely happen. So yeah,
0: I just I just wasn't as mad at Sarkhan as I think maybe I should have been, but because a lot of people were <laughs> upset with him,
1: right? Um,
0: so they end up walking them outside, and of course, Khan's waiting. Oh joy, mm-hmm. and he hands his shares over to Ferit. And this is you're right this is when it's basically explained that Ferry bought him out he's bankrupt yeah. and you know Sarah Khan's like basically I don't buy it and he's like, listen, I gave up you won like I'm out of here, I'm out yeah. um and I put bycon so, not not that sorry Moran sorry <laughs> um she'll be I, fine but I said, <laughs> <"Yeah>, she will. <laughs> Uh so now Sarkon's more insistent about the prenup. He tells Celine, like, well, you better get him to sign that now because I s you know, he's clearly entangled with Khan. I don't trust it. And even yeah. Celine can't argue it at this point. She yeah. just basically is like, Okay, see you later and walks inside.
1: Yeah. So she and Ferry have it out in her office mm-hmm. because she's upset because he just decided all of this stuff without asking her or considering her position within the holding. And she's yeah. like, look, I hold the same position as SERCON in this company. So it's not like I'm just some lowly person. You doing this and not telling me made me look really bad.
0: Right. So before she pulls out the prenup, Ed is outside pushing our robot's buttons by being like, you know, I know you're jealous of Ferry, but you didn't have to rip him apart like that. And of course, Serkan's like laughing at the ridiculousness of it. And she's like, then tell me. Tell me right now. That you don't want Selene and you're not jealous of him. And tell me you're not in love with her. And he says, what is it exactly that you're trying to get me to say? Mm -hmm. And they kind of argue back and forth and it doesn't go anywhere. They basically are just like, thank God there's only three more days of this. The feeling's mutual. More valet tipping over the top and they get in the car. So, um, And then, yeah, so back in the office, she pulls out the prenup. And Mm -hmm. he's like, I can't believe this is the conclusion you're jumping to when I did all this for you. Mm -hmm. And then explains, we get the flashback that Khan basically blackmailed him into buying him out so that he has money to go start a new life somewhere. Right. Otherwise, he's going to release the audio. Mm
1: -hmm. Celine,
0: of course, freaks out. Ferit calms her down. He kind of basically sounds like they entered into like a legal agreement. Yeah, like maybe –
1: Maybe consigned an NDA or something. Right. And then he paid him off. But we all know that paying somebody off in a fictional world doesn't necessarily stick.
0: No. And honestly, at this point, he got bought out, like, NDA or not. Like, really, what does he have to lose by releasing it later when it can benefit him? Exactly. So this is just all stuff that tells me this isn't going away. This is coming out. Well, so, plus
1: they say, yeah, Khan is out of our life. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, sure. Quote, mm-hmm. out of your life. <laughs>
0: now, we know that the actor left, but that doesn't mean he can't still inflict damage from off screen. We all know, you know, all it takes yes. is a phone call or mm-hmm. whatever. So yes. he can still do plenty of damage even though uh, Ismail Ishmael may not be on the show anymore. Mm-hmm. So then we have, of course that more eds they arguing because they're you know arguing about celine and because he's like we need a plan we need this and she's like listen we wouldn't need a plan if you just freaking told her how you felt and paid a little attention to her mm-hmm. and he's like i can't concentrate i need to work like <laughs> um so funny because the <laughs> like
1: what what girl who's just already irritated has not said something like this to their significant other where they're like, yeah, I just can't, I can't concentrate right now. So I need to just concentrate. And she's like, oh, are you saying I can't, I'm preventing you from concentrating?
0: (laughs) And he's like, that's not what I meant. And she's like, whatever. I need air and like storms (laughs) off. And inside Layla, because they're right outside the company, inside Layla and Erdem are in the lobby and Layla's like, okay, I'll believe that he has real emotions if he goes after her right now.
1: Yeah, she's like, if he takes even one step towards her, but of course he doesn't.
0: Right. So then Sarkhan walks in and walks right by them, but then eventually yells for Layla and she's like, oh great, here we go. So she's like, okay, Sarkhan Bey, I'm coming and like he she follows after and then erdem starts mumbling stuff and um sercon calls for him and he's like erdem and he's like yes and he's like sus like hush <laughs> and he's like you can't talk to me that way and like walks outside now sarp posted on twitter that whole scene was not written it was improv'd and they were just having fun and they oh, wound up great. keeping it in the show
1: i i was cracking up at that cuz he's like layla yes girl and and, and then and then with erdem i just love the one word to each of
0: them yes Gel and soos and (laughs) soos too funny so um so yeah i love it um i and i loved it even more once we realized that you know it was it was totally improv so Mm -hmm. um what do we have next we have a parallel conversation
1: between Uh, our Main couple and their besties. So Khan is out on the balcony and Anging comes in and he's like, what's going on? What happened? And Sarkhan says, nothing.
0: <laughs>
1: but then he admits, he's like, no matter what I say, all she talks about is that this is our last week. She really can't stand it anymore. And I don't understand at all how she put up with me until this day. My
0: heart. He just really thinks that she hates
1: his guts. And I... He's so self-conscious.
0: And just the fact that anything she has done that's been caring or like loving is just because that's how she is, not Mm -hmm. because it's about him.
1: And so we switch over to her and she's talking to Jaren and she says, I say this is our last week and I try to do my job in the best way, but nothing I do can please him. And then Serkan says, no, Edda doesn't want to see me. And Celine objects to the prenuptial agreement. I really don't understand these two women. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Ingen's like, whatever you do, it's not going to work, brother, because I can't figure it out either. And then, so he's clearly saying he has an issue with two women. And Jaren's yes. now saying, I wanted to help Ingen, but my brain is boiling. She's like, She's like, I don't understand these men. <laughs> uh-huh. And of course, it does like, yeah, Sericon and Celine are really in love with each other. If they're just alone in one place, at least one time. And then we switch back over, and Angin's like, you know, you and Celine make sense on paper, but you've already tried that, brother. You've exhausted that. If Listen
1: it does- to your friend.
0: Yep. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And again, for the umpteen thousandth time, Sarkhan says,
1: uh-huh. the like,
0: only thing I want
1: is to keep the holding safe, okay? The
0: only thing, not Celine.
1: Yep. And he's like, but she, meaning Edda, accuses me of being jealous of Farid," And he like can't believe <laughs> the audacity that the audacity. Edda could possibly think that he's jealous of Farid. And Edda's like, the only thing I want is to bring these two together and to do my job, but it's not helping anything.
0: <laughs> oh, and then uh Sarah Khan, I think is like, is saying, I I can't share my there. I think he's trying to express like, I just can't talk about my feelings. Yeah. And then basically he's trying to be professional. I can't talk about my feelings. She's saying, he's saying I'm not pro- Okay, I get it. Now, sometimes it's really hard to know. No,
1: yeah, it's it's Edda, right? She's like, right. they say I'm not professional at all. I don't inspire confidence. Yes. And then Engin's like, um, yeah, I'm like, who's saying this? I know.
0: So what do I I get it now. Serkan was like basically saying, she says that I never talk about my feelings. And Edda's saying, he says I'm not professional enough. And basically all I do is talk about my feelings. And then Engin is like, what? And he's like, um. I'm, I'm a mess. I should basically just leave. Wait, I'm – who well, says this? Oh my gosh, I'm well, so confused.
1: Well, switching between all four of them at this point. Yeah. And they all are like, enough! Yes. <laughs> I'm tired of it. And, right. And that's kind of the end of the whole
0: thing. Okay,
1: yes. So that switches us into Ada and Jaren,
0: right? Um, yes. Jaren basically starts to help her plan a way to get – she basically is implying, you know, that – Celine and Sercon um, are if they alone can get together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Jaren's like, okay, well, what can you do to make that happen? And blah, blah, blah. Like, And Ada's like, man, I feel so sneaky. Like, are we bad people for like planning this? And um, Jaren's like, no, we're just professional at doing what we need to do. And mm-hmm. so she does wind up calling Sercon, Ada. And stupid Sercon, he like <laughs> lets it ring. <laughs> and. <What? laughs> okay so it's like answer the phone right it's edda answer the phone but he freaking lets it go to like almost the last minute and i love this because when he answers finally he still he pretends like he's in the middle of a conversation with layla and like Uh finishes that thought before being like um yes ada and she's like Well, she goes, a little more time, and I would have just turned my phone off. You must be very busy. And he's like, yeah, you know that I have a lot to do. And then I love it because she's like, okay, I'll call you later. And boyfriend does a 180, and he's like, no, 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 I can talk now. He's like, we're already talking. Because she's like, no, I'll just call you later. And he's like, no, Edda, I'm saying we can talk. And she says, all right, we need to talk. He says, we're already talking. She's like, no, we need to talk face-to-face, SirCon. And he's like, well, you know I have a lot to do, but okay, it'd be great if you came to the office. And she says, no, not in the office. What about, let's go to the vacation home, the mountain home. She's like, we need a quiet place away from everyone. And his, look at this face I caught from him right here. I don't know if you'll be able to see it because my stupid, but he's like making a turtle face and he's like, hmm, alone, huh? Like in his head. And he's like in the country house. And she says, if that suits you. And he's like, no, no, that's fine. I can do that. <laughs> and she's like, so we shall meet there tonight. I have something I need to get done, but then I'll go there immediately. And he's smiling on the phone. He's like, tonight. And he says, well, OK, sounds good. And then she just, <laughs> she just hangs, she hangs up. She hangs
1: up on him. And he's like looking at the <laughs> phone like,
0: but dude <laughs> hustles and he gets himself there. So,
1: Yeah. So later on, they're at the Mountain House, and uh, she (laughs) kind of is like, okay, don't get mad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This makes – oh, well, before – yeah, don't get mad. You're right. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So she's like – she's like, okay, don't get mad. We have so many memories associated with this home. He's like, yeah, we do. And – Uh, that's when he's like, what do you want to talk about? She says, promise you won't be angry. He says, okay, well, why would I be angry? I came here to be with you.
0: Oh my gosh! Again! Open your big doe-eyed eyes. You have giant eyes. I know you have to be able to see this. Like, ugh. I love him. So, she's like, because, she's like, well, this
1: isn't entirely true. And he's like, okay, I don't understand. And then she tells him that she invited Celine and Farid, and he's like, "Ah, now I understand. You're also afraid to stay alone with me." Mm -hmm. And then, so again, he's hinting, 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 and she's like, "No need to joke. (laughs) Whatever, Ada. He's not joking." my gosh. So she's like – so she explains, you know, tomorrow we have the interview and the photo session. And I thought that tonight here with everybody together, we would stay and then do the interview tomorrow. So he's like, together. Okay. So before Selene gets married for the last time, she, she's like, so before Selene gets married, this is kind of your last opportunity to spend time together and I'll distract Ferit. Yes. And Sercon is like, why are you doing this? And it is like, um, for you.
0: And then She's I'm like, ugh. So, because, go ahead. Well, it's just like, it's quiet for a minute. Because again, I'm like, this is where you fill the silence, Sercon, And say to her, you don't need to talk to Celine alone because you don't want her. Yeah.
1: So, they are just kind of waiting for them and they're then the couple comes and the awkwardness begins
0: well we missed a gigantic part before saline and fairy get there um which is her telling him what happened with her parents
1: oh that's right so because
0: he's like fine let's go outside or let's go have coffee and she's like let's sit outside it's nice that's right so and just the way he's looking at her oh my gosh and you know he tells her you're really a very original girl, Edda. And Mm -hmm. she's like, why? He's like, how should I say this? He's like, for example, I left everything behind right now, and here I am sitting with you. You somehow make me do everything I said I would never do. How is that possible? And, of course, she just says, with sweet words. And he he laughs. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, sweet words, yes. And he says, um, And the fact that you took my mom out the gate, was that with sweet words? And she kind of looks at him and he's like, that was really important to me. And mm-hmm. she says, I was happy to do it. And then oh,
1: the- I stinking love this. Me too. He says, now, okay, this scene.
0: <gasps> i was like crying i know i know well
1: and i know i even like very emotional stuff with ds i don't really cry yeah but this <laughs> eric saw me watching it and he's all are you getting choked up from your show i was like yes
0: <laughs> i know emotional scene i was like during the live watch i was i was crying like as i'm reading the I mean, I knew I could just tell by watching it. It was an emotional scene. But mm-hmm. then when like the when Miriam was translating it live, I was like, oh, my gosh, rip my heart out.
1: Yeah, because he's like, if only we had a little more time, I would save you from your claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. And then she I I was so happy. I'm like, finally, we get some reveals with Ada's character. Yes. It's only taken 10 freaking episodes. Mm hmm. So she's like, well, it's not so easy. And he's like, well, you don't have to answer, but can I ask you a question? So she says yes. And he asks if she remembers how it all began. Hmm. Her phobia. So we get the whole story. And she says, I was six years old. Mom and dad rented a place in Tuzla to celebrate their wedding anniversary. They left me with my aunt. I prepared gifts for the day they were supposed to return. I was so excited. I drew pictures and there was a large wardrobe in the hall. So I hid in there Hmm. waiting. I played games and waited for them to arrive. Later on, my aunt's phone rang. She started screaming and crying. And then all she says is both of them together. And she starts breaking down Mm -hmm. and he's like a car accident And she says, no, the retaining wall in the house fell on them. And I was like, oh my gosh. She says, I was inside and got very scared when I heard the screaming and crying Mm -hmm. and I couldn't get out of the closet. There I caught my breath and when they found me, I was unconscious. From that day... And then she just starts crying and he, he puts his oh hand my up gosh. and wipes away her tear and then he hugs her. Well, and he like and he rubs says, the star
0: tattoo on her wrist before he pulls her close. And he's like, you are really a very
1: strong, incredible woman, and I yield And the fact that he last names her in this moment, uh-huh. I was like this is, it's a transition. This is, (laughs) this is a pivotal transition scene. And I was like, okay, here we go with like just the whole last naming. Uh And oh my gosh, I was like, I cannot believe this scene.
0: I know. So now here's what I found. I was like, okay, here's some irony and it could be a coincidence, but probably it's not. The fact that it was an architecture issue that killed her parents Uh uh-huh that's huge it's huge now somebody i'll read this when we're all done there's a fan there's a couple fan theories people sent us and they're very interesting so um yeah i'll read those at the end but okay um yeah, because I immediately yeah. – my hackles went up immediately when it was oh, a – Oh, and she
1: said it was the retaining – yeah. I yes. was. That's – same with me. I immediately was like, oh, that's architectural. Uh-huh. That's very specific.
0: Yes. So I was like – when we were live tweeting like during the live watch, um, I basically was like, okay, here's what I need in the future. I need him to build her a house that has like 50 retaining walls that are extra safe. and." Um, and a botanical garden in their backyard that she designed where they raise their two little robot children and
1: <laughs> and I need well, it they're obviously gonna have two children, yes,
0: duh, duh, <laughs> so anyhow, um, but the moment he's holding her and comforting her and but then Fittery and Celine pull up, so they kind of have to burst that bubble and mm-hmm. um, you know they welcome they welcome them and. Basically it's like awkward for a little bit but they sit down to do some practice questions for the interview. Right. Um of course Celine has to make a comment about how she has all these memories in the house and it's funny cuz even Serkan is like did you really just like the way he's looking at her like did you really just say that in front of your fiance like Every and she's last like
1: one of them is like awkward. Uh-huh
0: and then she's like I mean cuz from when we were kids all the times our family spent together here like whatever. Okay. So they start these practice questions and I wrote, um, I need more sercon chewing, please, on things. Cause he's like eating snacks and his jaws just like ticking it at work. <laughs> I was very affected That's by that. It's not weird at all, Kristen. <laughs> it's not. There are people who agree with me. I will find the tweet where I wrote that. <laughs> A lot of people agreed with me. Okay. So whatever, Ashley. <laughs>
1: That's just, the way you said it was just like, (laughs) like you want to watch him eat?
0: (laughs) I do. I just want to watch him chew on things. Okay. So, anyways, (laughs) they start these practice questions and, you know, uh. I think it's Celine asking Edda what's Serkan's dream. And she's like, Oh, I'm sure it has something to do with work. But <laughs> yeah. Celine's like, It's actually, he wants to take over the holding from his father, but don't actually say that in the interview. And then uh, Serkan, I think, asks um, about Celine's favorite flowers, to Teferit, who says roses. And Edda's the one who interjects and's is like, Isn't it orchids? Yeah. So, you know, it's, there's just some clear awkwardness. And, yeah. Then the next question is to Serkan, what are your plans for us? Mm-hmm. And he actually tells Edda, I think you should answer that one. And mm-hmm. she basically grabs his hand and says, We'll be very happy. All of our dreams will come true. And then I think it's Ferit that yeah. asks Serkan, So what are Edda and Celine's common features? And dude is quick to be like, There are none. <laughs> uh huh. Which yeah. is clearly a compliment to Edda, but. I don't think Edda takes it that way. Right. So, you know.
1: Which would make sense. Right. Because of the way he's talked about Celine to Eda.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So Farid's like, okay, there's a question about Eda's future in the holding. Answer if you want. Um, but they kind of are like talking about the firm and yeah. she, she wouldn't want to vote in the firm. Um, it
0: starts to get uncomfortable. So Farid's like... Aren't these supposed to be fun? Let's move on to happier questions.
1: Yes. So he ends up uh asking <laughs> or no, Edda. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, so for example, Celine, what drives you crazy with happiness in this life?
0: I love this part so much.
1: <laughs> and she's like, Oh, little things. <laughs> Circle. <laughs> Such a punk. He like he cackles. Laughing. He's like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> he's all selene are you serious what about holidays in italy travel diamonds that are made especially for you designer clothes am i wrong ferrit Well, sorry you have very high standards
0: but god bless (laughs) ferrit for being like well my love deserves the best of everything and i'm Mm -hmm. like oh ferrit just i know you deserve better than this but okay (laughs) so then ferrit asks ada the same question and she's like, you know, a beautiful botanical garden, notes that are written to me. Hmm, I wonder mm-hmm. to what she might be thinking about in this moment. Definitely not a specific note. Not at all. Um, not to a special fairy girl. And then when she says, you know, silly cake I make with the girls. And I love that Khan's like. Silly cake, what's that? And so she basically explains, well, it's like a game we play. We have to just use whatever ingredients are in the house and make a cake out of it. Mm-hmm. And even if it's hard as a rock or disgusting, we have to eat it. And, you know, he kind of – he just thinks that's funny and adorable. Um, But we have later that night um, after they're done practicing, Edda and Serkan are sitting in front of the fire. Mm-hmm. And Edda basically is like – Okay, how did the day go in your opinion? And he says, "Well, again, I heard everything I already knew about Celine." Right. I realized that Ferry is an incredibly correct guy. And he says, "And you, as always, were full of surprises." Hmm. Which she doesn't really acknowledge. She just is like, "You and Celine fit really well together. Your common past, your families, education, taste." And he like huffs a breath out here.
1: Uh huh. He's and it, he's over it.
0: Again, he's speaking so loudly without using the exact words she needs to hear. But he says, "Why are you pushing me towards Celine every time?" Mm-hmm. She says, "What do you mean?" He says, "You're somehow trying to prove to me that I love her." And he says, "Why would you be happy if I was with her?" And she says, "Well, was that not the reason for our deal?" And he flat out says no mm-hmm. and she's like oh that's right the point was of course to break her and Ferry up and he like laughs but in like a such an ironic way like oh my gosh you know yeah and he says you really are a very interesting person i cannot understand you mm-hmm. and she's like i can't understand you either <laughs> i ask you the same question all the time but you never answer it <laughs> And, she's, and I'm like, yeah, Edda, you ask him the same question all the time and he doesn't answer it. What do you think that means? But she again says, Do you love Celine? And he says, Well. And then, of course,
1: Celine and Farit walk in and they've been on a walk. The weather outside is great. So that's what they've been doing. And uh, Celine talks about, Oh, if they ask questions about stocks and investments.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so. This is basically the way that Eda is going to get them alone
0: together. Right. So she's like, well, let's let them talk about that. Farid, you said it was nice out. Let's go take a walk. Right. So then we get Angen's big mistake. Um, but we yeah, we went over we that. We covered that. Mm-hmm. So now – So
1: Eda and Farid are talking. Yes. And um, she's she kind of <laughs> says that she's confused about them getting married. Because of that whole night when they overheard them in the barn. Right. And she's like, how did you convince Celine?" And he essentially says, well, she said that Serkan can't refuse you.
0: Well, he says I told her that. Like, I told her Serkan would never leave you. Oh, and-
1: my <laughs> translation said she
0: said Serkan can't refuse you. So – I watched the last part of this on TurkFlick cuz it was finally up. Uh-huh. And that translation is what said um, is what said he told her that. I mean either okay. way, either either way it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. it, as long as one of them's convinced Sercon's not going to leave her, they're right. clearly seeing something that it does not because she's like, "Well, that seems a little bit exaggerated, don't you think?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I don't think so at all." Like Basically, from, like, what we observe, I don't think that was an exaggeration at all. He loves you. And she's like, I don't know about that. And he's like, well, then good luck to you. Like, basically, like, (laughs) call like Elson. Like, I hope it comes easy.
1: Yeah, exactly. So then they confirm that Eda won't spill the secret about uh, Ferit being the one to
0: accidentally spill to the reporter. Right. And again, yeah, foreshadowing that it's clearly going to come out because they keep bringing it up. Exactly. So now I love this because Serkan's like – Celine's talking and he's not even listening. He's just like looking around and he's like, where are they? And and she's like – I love it. She's like, don't worry. Your fiancé is in good hands.
1: And he's like, oh, are you sure about that? Because he's like, I don't trust him. You know, he's in – Go ahead. Yeah, he's, he's ambitious and you don't realize it, but she's like, I'm, cause she says, look, I'm getting married in a week and you keep trying to convince me not to. Mm-hmm. What's your deal? Yep. And that's when he's like, because I don't trust Fareed. Yep. He's like, he might not show it, but he's very ambitious and he's not the right man for you and he will never enter the holding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So she's like, oh, great. So it's all a game, right? Everything from the start has been a game. The, uh everything with us coming here us being alone the two of them out there talking
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then engin ends up calling
0: yes so she's basically like well good night serkan and storms on out of there but mm-hmm. then like the terrible person she chooses to be sometimes mm-hmm. she stays and listens to the conversation clearly only hearing serkan's side of it yep and engin basically is like you know, they're talking a little bit. He kind of explains, like, uh-oh, I think I got myself into trouble with these two girls. And Serkan's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm in the same situation. <laughs> and, you know, they kind of talk. And basically, Ingen winds up telling him, for heaven's sake, for the first time in your life, please admit your feelings. Mm-hmm. You're in love with Edda. You just clearly don't realize it. And he says, thank Ingen-
1: you, Ingen.
0: I know. God bless him. And he says, Angin, don't be silly. And he says, I'm not talking nonsense. You cannot live without her. How can you not realize that? You find any reason to go to her. You call her. Sercon, you smile when you're with her. I don't even remember the last time that you laughed before she was in your life. And all he says, which of course is what Celine hears, Angin, she doesn't want me. We talked about it today. She chose a separate path for herself. And then, of course, Angen's like, in this deal of yours, did you tell her to stay with you at the end of it? And he says, you know me, Angen. I will not tell someone who wants to go to stay. I already broke her heart anyway. And I love it because Angin's over it and he's like, my God, may God do with you as he wills, brother. That's, that's all for my part. He's like, do you want to know something? We're going to remain bitter loners for the rest of our lives. And Sarkon's just like, see you later and hangs up the phone. And of course, all Celine heard was, he, she doesn't want me. She chose a different path. Mm-hmm. And cl- just makes the assumption that he's talking about her because she like smiles as she walks away. Yeah. Yep.
1: So then we get a little, um, a little wonderful little scene.
0: Oh and my it's gosh.
1: Just a second. It's but,
0: a blip, but it's everything.
1: Yeah, because Ada is asleep because they're all staying in the cabin that night, and we just have Serkan right there looking at her as she's sleeping, mm-hmm. and he says, "Iğetjalar uh, Eda yıldız," and he says, "You will fall again." like a star. Now, did your translation say something different cuz I I understand it's supposed to be like falling like a star, but so, I wasn't totally sure what he even meant.
0: What mine says was good night, Ida Yildiz. You'll disappear again just like a falling star. Okay. So basically like you're going to leave. You're going to disappear from my life just like mm-hmm. a star does when it falls from the sky. Okay. Um and so – of
1: course, she's actually awake. Yes.
0: He walks away and she opens her eyes and I literally was like, come freaking on. And uh, so I just wrote, I'm so frustrated with these two, but also I get it. Um so it's the next morning, mm-hmm.
1: and Farid and, and Celine find Serkan on the couch.
0: Which, of course, he just plays <laughs> off as he was working late and fell asleep there. Mm-hmm. It's not trouble in paradise. And yeah. Celine's like, okay, photographer's going to be here. Let's all get ready. I'll go check on Edda.
1: Yes. So we. Everybody's getting ready, and mm-hmm. Ida comes to the stairs, and we get another babe walk where he is admiring her, and oh we get gosh. A, yet another feathered outfit in this show.
0: She looks like she should have been wearing ice skates.
1: That's... Oh my gosh, Kristen. Do you want to know what <laughs> my... <laughs> What do you
0: write? What are your notes My say? My
1: literal note says, so many of her dresses look like ice skating costumes. <laughs> what is the deal? That's so funny that we both got ice skating uh-huh.
0: vibes. Total ice skating vibes. Be- and, but it doesn't matter because he is dumbstruck. He yes. is watching her come down those stairs. I literally just took screenshots of him and her staring at each other as they're walking uh. down the stairs. No dialogue because his face is just so... Oy. Well, and then he
1: tells her. What word does he use? Exactly well, she right here? she
0: tells him he looks elegant, and he stares at her, and she's like, "Well, how did I do? Do I look like the future wife of a holding owner?" That's right, and he and says, "You couldn't be more beautiful." And,
1: she's, and she's, she's like, "Like you keep saying the same thing over and over." And then he kills me. Oh my gosh! Because he says every time I say this from the bottom
0: of my heart again. Oh. Edda, you dummy. Like, Mm -hmm. Serkan, you dummy. Oh my gosh, you too. Come on. So, you know, he, she's like, Serkan Bola, are you ready to play our last role? And he puts his Mm -hmm. hand out to her, takes her hand, and says, let's go. So, they, then we basically just have a whole interview montage. Mm-hmm. um you know we we wrap up to the end of it we don't see all the questions being asked except for this last one mm-hmm. where the interviewer asks edda to describe sercon in one word mm-hmm. and she just she thinks for maybe a second and she s- just says ashk and sercon even looks surprised and he's, he's like, like love ashk love at first sight and then he looks at her and then they kind of it's funny because they kind of point the same question to say to Ferit and he's like, Well, what can I say? We're happy together. And then mm-hmm. Celine's like, Okay, thanks for interviewing us. Yes. Bye. Like. <laughs> yeah. So they all are
1: like, okay, I need to go, let's go change. Mm-hmm. We'll all change. And we get
0: our final scene of the episode. Oh my gosh, you guys. I wanted to, <sighs> I did gank my hair out when this scene happened. Yeah. So Everybody
1: is changing, and Edda has changed, and she comes downstairs, and she happens to see Celine and Serkan having a little chat. And all that Celine says is, Serkan, I heard you talking to Angin last night, and Edda is overhearing all of this now. Mm -hmm. She says, you said you couldn't tell me to stay, said that I planned my whole life, said I didn't want you anymore, and Serkan tries to stop her. He says, "Celine." You don't have to say anything. And she's like, it's always been very difficult for – No, she says, you don't have to say anything. Mm -hmm. It's always been very difficult for you to speak and share your emotions. I know that. But if there's even the slightest negligible chance that we will be together in the future, I will part with Farid right now, today.
0: Okay, listen. (laughs) If you – you are willing to leave the person you are – Your fiancé yeah. if, if you're marrying in less than a week. If you're willing to leave them over the teeny-tiniest possibility of being with someone else, you need to break up with them just for the sake of that. Not because there's actually a chance for you and this other person, but because you're a terrible human being for marrying mm-hmm. someone you clearly don't want to be with.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Because of course, so, it. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say because Serkan looks up and he definitely sees Edda.
0: Oh, he definitely sees her and her sad face, who is stressed over what this answer is going to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's where the episode ends. He's looking at Edda as Celine has just propositioned him uh-huh. that if you even give me the slightest, tiniest chance. Yep then I'll break up with my fiancé. So to me, just that, I mean, come on, we already all know how he feels anyway. But just that, the fact, like, who is he even looking at? Uh Who is he even paying attention to in this scene between these two women? He's looking at Ida.
0: Yep, because if that's what he's been waiting to hear from Celine, he wouldn't have even noticed Ida in the doorway because he would be so focused on what Celine just said.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: So um, I'm going to share – Susie's thoughts because Susie, I loved and hated this because I was like, crap, you're always so, you make such good calls that I'm a little scared. But she wrote, okay, Kristen and Ashley, just finished up 10 and I have some thoughts. She says, "Uh, Farid will play a bigger role. The whole scene at the holding about the landscape architect was only done, I think, to show that Farid does not read a contract before signing them. And she goes, by the way, as an attorney, I was so with Serkan and his his tearing apart of that contract. (laughs) I think that Khan hid some nasty surprises in the contract between him and Ferit.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: And that's going to come back. Um, she's like, I bet anything there's a provision that if Ferit has any vote or anything in the company, such as um, the holding that Khan has, um, that basically it'll give Khan a say or something like that also. Like if Ferit ever gets any kind of say, th- that contract is going to attach Khan to it somehow.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Um. And basically, she says there's something in there that will screw over the holding or life art, especially mm-hmm. since Ferit has not signed the prenuptial contract.
1: Well, and after Serkan eviscerated him like that, come on, Ferit's not going to want to give Serkan any favors. Uh-huh. So if he ever does get a hand, he's probably just going to try to go against Serkan.
0: Yeah. So before I read this next quick one, really quickly, so this one's according to the fragments because we've, as of today, we've gotten mm-hmm. two fragments one with a sick trope that I have been begging for since day one that I am ready for, and then another with a giant confession that now an MF Yapum just released a video of the whole cast predicting whether it's a a dream or reality. Like, they're teasing mm-hmm. us, basically. Like Jerks. Yeah. So they know how to troll us. So basically, we don't know if this is a dream or reality. And part of me is like, now I kind of don't want it to be real because you spoiled such a huge declaration. But also, if it's not and you're going to torture us more, I hate you. So
1: I'm wondering – here's my theory.
0: Okay. I'm wondering if it matches Susie's. Go for it.
1: My theory is that the scene in the fragment is some sort of a dream or is not real somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And But I think we will actually get a declaration that will look very different – than yep. The one that was quote spoiled.
0: That is my theory as well. I think that, and it's it spawned off of what Susie said because she says I think Sercon's declaration is a fever dream. Like he's dreaming mm. while he's sick and in fever, and he's <gasps> and he's dreaming that Edda left, and he's trying to get her back and declares her love his love for her. So I don't think it's real. Unfortunately, I add an amendment to that that says because he dreamed that he's gonna wake up recovered. Yes. And then go get his freaking woman. Yep,
1: he'll it'll be like the his catalyst. Come to, it'll be his come to Jesus moment. Yes, where he was like, I was sick and I saw, I saw the light. Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so I'm here for it being fake, only if that is the outcome. Yes. So yeah. then she also wrote, "I want to talk about Serkan's treatment of people. It's interesting how downright rude he is to his father, Celine, and Ferit, but usually does." But treats others with such decency. Like, even hmm. when he's peeved about his car taking so long, he still tips the valet, inquires about his schooling, and he does it again later in the episode. He's over tipping to help them out. Hmm. Sericon also just started turning up at Ada's with the top down on his car because he knows she likes it. It's just an odd contradiction. And then she says, she comments on Celine's terrible styling this episode, which I can't blame her. Yeah. Um, and the feather attack. And then she says, Melo is a national treasure and looked lovely in her pink outfit and and braid.
1: She did. That color looks great on her.
0: Yes, it does. And then she says, love the podcast as always. Quick favor to ask. I I walk about 35 to 40 miles a week. Uh, Bravo. And wow. Holy she says, crap. is there any chance you could just keep going and do a 13-hour <laughs> podcast to fill up my time? <laughs> Two is wonderful, but I really need more. Seriously, though, all of the fandom is so appreciative all the time and the effort you put into the podcast. Ashley, your de- your, your in-depth dive into the flower meanings was so good. Aw. Thank you. And then Pam – is it Pamela? Yes. Pamela Um, has a theory – that scares me but also i'm kind of like into it she no. says i've been thinking of an interesting theory that might interest <laughs> you in episode 10 we discovered how edda's parents died i think it was Serkon's dad's fault maybe it was him who made the house project along with Khan's dad but Khan's dad used cheap construction projects or er, products and that's why the house collapsed Serkan will find out everything about this because he'll be investigating the case now that he knows that's how her parents died, of course. But when he figures it out, he won't tell Edda because he'll be afraid of losing her. Hmm. Edda will eventually figure it out and be really hurt that Serkan hid it, and that's why she'll leave to Italy and be away for a while. She'll finish her college and will be really famous because of her work. But then she'll be forced to come back to Istanbul because of a client or something, and that's how she and Serkan will be face-to-face again. So this is clearly like in the future
1: right long run right
0: yes but i was like oh dang um mm -hmm. and then and you know i was already on the whole like retaining wall architecture there's a weird coincidence there so this just like further fed into that like oh shoot yeah what if he does what if he is somehow connected to the reason that that wall collapsed and like the house caved in on them
1: well and we know that uh sarcon and fathers had some sort of a falling out
0: right at some point and if khan's willing to cut corners and do things maybe he learned that from baba yep so um and then i'm probably saying your name incorrectly uh doa uh but please correct me if i'm wrong Uh, She wrote in and basically said, I just finished watching the episode twice. I have so many thoughts, but the most obvious one is that Serkan has never been in love. And with his parents' relationship, you can't blame him for not even really knowing what that looks like. Hmm. And now he's so in love with Ada and the entire episode is revolving around that um, that he doesn't want the contract to end. And he just doesn't know what to do because he has that deep-rooted idea that Ada isn't and can't be possibly in love with him he believes that she's too good for him she's eager to get rid of him and she goes, they keep going on and on about the week and he finds it hard that she's helping him get saline back even though that's what she is believing she's supposed to be doing she's huh. in love and just wants him to be happy uh wednesday can't come any sooner so <laughs> um anyways so i just thought those were some good ones i know we've got we got some others um i just don't think i screenshotted them but Those are all great jumping points, though. I – yeah. I'm so ready for this week's episode. I, like, I need it so badly. (laughs) I need it to be our magic number 11 Aisha episode like EK was for us. I Even if it means we're going to have some conflict a few episodes later that either separates them or causes them, you know, to have to really decide if they're willing to fight for one another, whatever. But – yeah. Like I don't care it's only been 18 days in their little world. It's been very much longer for us. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. No. This and and because of how this episode went and how many times Serkan said he doesn't want Celine. Uh-huh. And how many times the two of them were like if you would just say your feelings. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I I just see big things coming.
0: Yeah, I do too. And, you know, there's just the whole sick trope thing. You know, things go out the window when someone's sick. You think you're losing them. You think mm-hmm. they're dying. And the truth starts to come out. And yep. even in one of the fragments, Edda says to Celine, he's not my fiance. Hmm. So obviously we don't know the entire context of that. Maybe she's going to imply that they broke up or something. But, right. you know. Because he's sick, she's probably just like, he wants the woman he loves there, so I need to do what I can to get her there. Right. So, you know, I I don't know. I I kind of hope they don't release another fragment. I'm good with just these two. I just mm-hmm. want – I want to be surprised by the rest of it. And yeah. yeah. So let us know what you guys think. Do you think that piece in the fragment, the declaration is real? Is it completely fake or is it a dream and it's what pushes sercon to – actually go do it for real so or do you have an entirely different theory um yeah other than that i think we've exhausted all of our thoughts and feelings about these two and what the heck's coming so um yeah yeah you guys know where to find us on social media uh that's all i'll link that all in the episode notes uh check out our Spotify playlist. I always have the most recent um podcast episode and any song that is played on the show that's on Spotify is on that playlist. Thank you guys so much for adding more like reviews and ratings on the podcast platforms. We appreciate it so so much. And um yeah, check out our merch store too. I haven't I haven't uh I haven't buzzed that in a while. It's always linked in the episode notes, but we've got all kinds of podcast merch on Zazzle. And I think, you know, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think I've said all there is to say (laughs) about this episode. So uh, we'll be back later this week uh, with Bayonlish 12. Is that where we're at? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll be back with Bayonlish 12 later this week. So until next time. Post your call.